I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Milk Four Top Studio, Boomer Sizing, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcasts across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. We've got Boomer back with us as we continue to talk some football this week. And then we are off to Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And yesterday we tried to call Boomer and he ignored us, so it's good to have him here to get his opinions on what's going on in sports because when he's not here and we reach out to him, he ignores us and says, no, I don't have time for you guys. I'm doing other things. So I'm happy to talk to him today about a quarterback that the Jets cannot get. And yesterday, reaffirm my position on that. And then if Tom Brady really means what he says from the Dunes yesterday. So good morning, Boomer. How are you? Welcome back. Good morning, guys. And I was not uh, ignoring you yesterday at all. As a matter of fact, uh, I got a text from Al. And it was 5 to 7 where I was. So I was in the middle of uh, uh, Beverly Hills. That's where I was staying. Oh, excuse me. Very nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, you guys were just signing off. So, and I know you were calling me about the Tom Brady announcement and all that other stuff. So I, I wasn't blowing you guys yeah. off, and, and you know exactly what I was doing. And I sent you both the text saying, yeah. hey, guys, sorry about that. I got in really late mm-hmm. the night before, like 1 o'clock local time out there. Yeah. Which is like 4 o'clock here. Uh-huh. So I needed to have a, at least a little bit of sleep, especially after... You know, the odyssey that of leaving Kansas City and trying to get to L.A. Oh, my goodness. And going through Denver. <laughs> so it is. Uh, it was not easy. Uh, the, the day, uh, you know, Monday, was uh, the travel day was brutal. But anyway, so I'm back here and everything. And, and uh, hey, Al, are we buying this explanation there, Al, of the uh, how he's not blowing us off? Are we buying this? Well, he did say he was hanging out in Beverly Hills. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. It was. I, you know, I was going to tell you where I'm staying. I mean, I could have. Uh, that's where I stayed. What can I tell you? That's was it the Beverly Hills Hotel? Uh, no, it was a place called the Mayborn or something. Oh, the Mayborn. It wasn't the Beverly Hilton where Whitney Houston died in the bathtub? No, it was not. It was not that. there either? No. Okay. Well, the, I don't know that one. I know the Beverly Hills Hotel. But I know the Beverly Hills. Like, I didn't even really even see the hotel. I really didn't have much time. I was either <laughs> sleeping or I was out, you know, doing uh, the Super Bowl's greatest commercials. Oh, you must be like just totally scattered. You, Denver, Kansas City, Beverly Hills, New York, LAX, LAX, yeah. Jet JetBlue e. terminals w. in right. New York. I have to say, Newark's uh, JetBlue terminal is awesome, beautiful, and JetBlue meant to like is like the savior. It's like yeah. the. Oh, what a great, what that, that part of it was a great experience. Just everything that goes into it, the amount of time that you spend traveling. I figured it out. 
that out of uh, the three days that I did travel, and most people who do travel understand this for work, mm -hmm. uh, I, I probably spent a good 15 hours in transit in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. I was either in a car, in a plane, you know, walking through an airport. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was you amazing. You get to do it again this weekend. And I get to do it again this weekend, and I can't wait. But anyway, uh, to, to hit on your quarterback things here now, you know the amazing thing about Tom Brady? So he played, I believe, in 48 playoff games. That's essentially two and a half seasons of extra games. Mm -hmm. And then you put that on top of the amount of years that he played. He had a remarkable, remarkable career. And I, I think everybody understands that he is the GOAT. No matter who you are, you look at him and you say, he set the standard for NFL quarterbacks. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, you know, I, I really felt like Peyton Manning changed the way quarterbacks were judged when he first came into the league with the amount of study, the amount of intensity that he put towards the uh, the position and everybody drafted after Peyton, you know, had to go through the gauntlet of trying to find out whether or not you were the same type of personality that Peyton was that really wanted to take on everything and, and become uh, all encompassing as a quarterback. And Tom Brady did that. I mean, no other quarterbacks. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably in the middle of doing that right now. I feel like Joe Burrow is getting ready to do that. But nobody, I mean, nobody prepared intensely and uh, off the field and on the field the way that Tom Brady did. And, and all the numbers reflect all that other stuff. And with saying that, I'm still not totally buying mm. that he is done yet. And because watching Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talk about their final, you know, season-ending press conference and the way that they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they must hate this guy. Yeah. They must absolutely hate him. Uh, and then when I think about the team that he has and the quarterback situation with the Brock Purdy uh, UCL tear and everything else, I'm like, I would, I would be working so hard to get Tom Brady to come out there and play quarterback for one year. They have a Super Bowl roster right now. And could you imagine Tom Brady playing with Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Matt, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, yeah. and uh, Brandon Ayuk and, and Jennings? I mean, like, it would be ridiculous. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I just want to see the season start, and I want to figure out who San Francisco has as a quarterback. Because like the Jets, they don't really have one right now. Yeah, I don't think he is going to come back. I think the, in that emotional because he did get emotional at the end of that video in the beginning of it he goes you get one instagram post a long instagram post for retirement i did that last year so i'm just doing the video so he's conscious of how the fact that he's doing this again and then all the reporting around him is that this guy is just exhausted and this 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 season took a toll on him now if you're telling me and i do think that this is a possibility but a like 5% possibility. All right, but it's a that possibility. He, that he goes through the offseason, he washes off everything that happened to him, and they, they won't forever because, I mean, he went through a divorce and everything else, but he gets to a point where he's not as exhausted from it, and he feels you know, like reborn towards the season, and then he's getting close to training camp, and he's, he's starting to itch himself, you know, because he's, he's so addicted to football, and then all of a sudden, the 49ers are in a crap situation, like you said, and they throw every single dollar that they possibly could at him. Maybe, but I really do believe that he is done and he meant what he said yesterday. Now, as far as the Jimmy Garoppolo hating him thing, you are absolutely right. I mean, I don't see how anybody could watch that press conference and think that they don't despise that guy. 
Plus, you know it came from the 49ers organization. All that stuff about Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason about how he disappeared after his big contract and they could never find him. And he's smiling on the sidelines. The 49ers fan base hates him now, too, because he was smiling when his team was getting their ass kicked in the NFC Championship game. So this guy who took them to a Super Bowl, has a tremendous a win percentage as a starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, is despised by that organization <laughs> yes. and the fan base. And Jet fans want that guy? No way, no how, you cannot bring him in. That will set you back even farther from where you're at. And oh, by the way... I forgot to mention, he's hurt every single year that he right. plays. And, you know, the other thing, too, is remember, Rob Solid came from there, so he knows what's going on internally in San Francisco. Yes. 100%. So I, I don't even, I, I would doubt that that would be a situation where that could unfold unless the Jets find themselves boxed in and they can't acquire anybody. Uh, but I think there would be other alternatives out there. They may not be all that exciting. I'm not saying that he's not exciting or he is exciting. I just think he's always injured. And listening to the way that they were talking about him would give me great pause. But again, I think Salah knows better than we do mm -hmm. uh, as to how Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch uh, feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I would, I would not think. I would think that it's not going to happen here. But man, I'm telling you, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I, you you have got to be lobbying Tom Brady. Well, I'm Jesus sure he makes God. the call. I'm sure he does. But I mean, now if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you want to go there? But they just can't afford him. And, and and I know that the way that the contract is written for Aaron Rodgers, whoever whoever does end up acquiring him, if he leaves Green Bay, they're going to end up having to pay him a lot of money. But they can distribute it distribute it in different ways so it doesn't really hamstring you on the cap that's going up to 225 million dollars so i i you know if i'm him i'm i'm looking at that i'm looking at that team because now the nfc is wide open the nfc with the exception of maybe philadelphia and dallas are the two best teams um and they they look to still be the two best teams i think washington thinks of itself as a, as an up-and-coming team if they can find a quarterback you certainly have San Francisco. They are an up-and-coming team. Arizona is a complete mess. Tampa Bay, a complete mess. You know, this is an opportunity for somebody within the NFC to go out. And, and this is the other reason why, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what, why do I want to leave? Well, exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll win in Green Bay again. Yeah, so I, I think that he probably will think about that long and hard. But it sounds like that the Green Bay Packers are finally getting to the point where they want a divorce. They they do not want Aaron Rodgers around anymore. They don't want to pay him the money any longer. They have to move on. They're tired of the antics. And I know that sounds crazy to teams who are quarterback starved. And he can obviously still play. I mean, he had the thumb injury last year, but he won back-to-back -back MVPs prior to that. And when the thumb got healthy, he went on a run towards the end of the year. So obviously he can still play, but they just might be done. They're just tired of it. At some point as an organization, we have to move on. It hasn't been working. So, and they're not going to trade him to an NFC team. There's no way. Yeah, I know they wouldn't do that. They want an AFC team. And, you know, I, I mean, I still think if you still really look at all of this stuff and sometimes it comes true, sometimes it doesn't. You just never know. But, you know, Lamar to Atlanta would make is make makes so much sense. It's ridiculous. Assuming that Atlanta is going to give up, you know, all their draft capital to the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens would then have to start over. Um, you know, but you never know. Maybe that's a destination. The Tennessee Titans could be a destination for Aaron Rodgers. So, and I know Aaron is talking on his Pat McAfee, uh, the podcast about how everybody's talking about where he wants to go without really getting his input on things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, this is what it's all about. You're, you're a popular player. Uh, you're, it seems like you're kind of, you know, 
wanting to leave Green Bay. And as you just pointed out, it seems like Green Bay wants to leave you. So uh, what, what are we supposed to do? We yeah. have to speculate about this, especially when it comes to the Jets and their their quarterback situation. Now, apparently, uh, he loves Nashville, Tennessee, and he was just in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, but I thought he loves Nathaniel Hackett. Right, he loves Nathaniel Hackett, too. See, so. That's his guy. Now, but the, this guy. the Titans are in a, in a worse situation than the Jets as far as taking that step forward. They've lost players. They fired their general manager. I know oh. Derrick Henry's still there, but he feels like he's towards the back end of his prime now. Now, they I, I don't know what their plan is for the offseason. Could they surround Aaron Rodgers with enough to make it appealing to him? Because if they can, then he may prefer going there as opposed to New Jersey. And by the way, you know, Nashville tax situation, Jersey tax situation. Just listen to Tyreek Hill on that whole thing, especially when you're getting up to $50 million well, well, a year. Why are you listening to Tyreek Hill when I've been telling you this for 16 years? Because and Tyreek Hill just said it. Me. Oh, taxes. That, yeah, well, yeah, Tyreek Hill just said that he's a one of the players. So yeah, I just, okay. you know, I just want to, we've given you credit for it. All right, it. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you know, I'm all into the cap and I'm all into the tax situation. You know that. Yeah, I know. I said That's that, my thing. I said that yesterday. Yeah, I know. I, I saw you say it. I, saw, I said, God love Boomer. He loves that salary. <laughs> I do, man. It, it, you love nothing. You know, I want to love something in this world as much as you love the salary cap. I think my daughters are probably it. That's you know, probably what it is. So it's amazing. So in 1987, our NFL PA goes on strike. I'm the highest paid player in the league. I had just signed a new five-year, $6 million contract. Mm-hmm. So I was making a million two in 1987. And that was $75,000 a game, and we went on strike, and I was an NFLPA leader for our team. Yeah. And I lost $75,000 a week. Yeah. A week. Now, after about three weeks, um, I had lost as much as probably about 15 guys on my team would have made all year long. Mm. That's how bad it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You're the the ringleader of this as right. well. And right. I'll tell you what I see when I see these numbers and I see the salary cap go up to 225 million. I mean, when I when I juxtapose that against 1987, there was no salary cap, there was no nothing back then. There was no free agency unless you were cut by your team. Then you became an unrestricted free agent, and that just meant you you, you were going to make less to wherever you were else you were going to go after that. Mm-hmm. If in fact somebody wanted you, um, and I watch what the guys are making today, and I'm actually proud of all that, although. You know, most of these guys have absolutely no clue uh, as to what the players before them have gone through. None of them, because they all want what they think is theirs, that they've earned, and rightfully so. I mean, and finally, it's getting to the point where, you know, the players now, that's why I'm so into the salary cap, because it is really fascinating to me how teams have to kind of now kind of balance their guaranteed money against money that they have to put in escrow to cover that money. Sure, and that's, and, and that's, that's why that's why there's big money teams uh-huh. that have all that money mm-hmm. and can go and and go after guys, and then there's the small market teams, and even in the NFL, we all think of it as a kind of a balanced league and a and a league of parity for the most part on on the field. It feels that way, but behind the scenes, financially, it's not that way. Well, that's why the Las Vegas Raiders are not considered one of those teams that can go and pay somebody and have that money in escrow and all that stuff. When it comes to coaches and when it comes to big players, because Mark Davis isn't one of those guys like who just bought the Broncos, a, a Walton or the Walmart family or David Tepper or any of these guys. Just remember that, are, that he he's the general general partner of the Raiders is what he is. Yeah. The way the Raiders are structured. Yeah, they're you know, the money that they they're getting from Las Vegas certainly helps their bottom line. But you're right. Denver 
and Carolina, you know, they have money because the owners have money from somewhere else. And I would also say, like, when you take a look at the Giants and the Tisch family and, you know, and the fact that it's like a, I, I don't know if it's a 51-49 split, whatever it is, you know, there's money to be had there and there's money to be put away in escrow to be able to cover some of these contracts. And that's probably the thing that drives, you know, m- most general managers and owners crazy is when a general manager like Joe Shane comes in and you got guys like, you know, he would have loved to have kept Bradbury and gotten rid of Kenny Galladay. But he couldn't do it because the amount of money that was guaranteed to Kenny Galladay and the, the, the negative hit on the salary cap. And on top of that, the money that they have to put in escrow to cover this guy's contract. It's like, yeah, it, it's like a triple whammy against you. Sure. And these are all the things that go behind the scenes. And sometimes we don't we're not as privy to them. Yeah, but wonder see, but what the hell I do. Like, that's why I am so fascinated yeah. by the business of all of it. You should do a podcast, Boomer and the Salary Cap. You should do that. No, I don't. There's, and, there's, and more that, here, there's a hell of a lot of people smarter than I am yeah. dealing with this on a daily basis. Yeah. I just, I, we touch on the fringes of it just because of the way that it may impact the local teams. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I mean, Jerry, uh, my uh, monitor is not working here. I did not touch that. Yeah, you were here for two days. Well, touched it. Did not touch it. Somebody touched it. Al, did I ever touch his monitor? I don't think he touched the monitor. Because G handles. Is that Marty in there? Yes. Yeah. And Marty, can you get your ass in here and figure out why this monitor is not working? I mean, is that how you talk to this man? Get your ass Uh, in here. It's uh, not uh, his fault. But that's the way Marty likes to be talked to. He's like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Probably gets too much of that at home. He doesn't need it here. You know what I'm saying? This guy's been here for what, Marty? You've been here for, what, 25 years or yeah, something? Yeah, me and Marty have a special relationship. 20 years. Uh, me get and your Marty ass have... in here. Get, get your, your ass, ass in, in here. here. No, no, he's fine. Treat this man with some respect. But I'm, I'm just wondering why you broke it. I didn't touch it. Well, nobody else sat here. Yeah, but no one touched it. Actually, other people do sit there. That's if you true. look throughout the day and the video Hi, content, people are very well sitting in that chair. Look at this thing. Doesn't work. That's how we fix things. Yes. Yeah. Did you turn it on? This is Marty, by the way. Yeah, this is a Martin Travers, 20-year employee and engineer. Where are you going? Right at... Don't hit that. He's a... He's uh, the dump button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Veteran of the U.S. Navy, Marty. <laughs> so he's uh, in here catering to Boomer's knees now. Thank you for your service, by the way. Down on his knees, catering to Boomer. 
This is how we do well, this. I need, I need to have the computer working. No, I understand. It has to be working. I, I get it. But I will back Jerry. He did not touch that thing one time in two days. No, did not take a call. Didn't even get near So when no. somebody is using this studio, they, I think they use your seat. Now, sometimes both. So I saw recently somebody using that seat conducting an interview. Who was it? Zach Gelb. Oh. He's always in here, that Zach Gelb. Always. Always? Always. Recording okay. all sorts of stuff. I don't know what's wrong with these other studios. Just going to the production studios. He has to have all the, you know, he wants to put Boomer behind him. That's the thing. Is that what it is? He wants to record so it looks like, you know, he sees the WFAN thing and the Boomer behind him. And that's what he likes. Makes, you know, it's a clout chase is what it is. How's it going down there, Marty? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. All right, Jerry, you got an update? (laughs) Yeah. Was there anything going on last night? We are brought to you Other by than the Superbook the Sports. Visit Super- oh, now you want to talk about the Nets. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were awesome We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. You enjoy Saturday's game? Uh, no, I did not. Hmm. Here's the thing with the Knicks. The Knicks can't beat anybody that's, like, really good. You know, and the reason for that is because Thibodeau gives the ball to Julius Randle at the end of the game. If you just give it to somebody else, it's not going to get jammed up. I mean, Julius is having a great year. But he's not the guy that's going to close out the game for you. Right, he's, he's jamming it up the A gap. He is jamming it up the A gap, and you can't get a shot off. Well, going? we'll get to the basketball in a minute. First, we'll start with the foot. Dead, dead. You need we'll to take st- it with you. you. Want me to rip it out of there? Okay, no. we'll start with the football. So obviously the Super Bowl next week will be in Phoenix all week four. But you did have the reaction about Tom Brady's announcement yesterday. None other than one Robert Kraft, who loves the man and the player, of course. As fierce as he was as a competitor. And as tough as he could be, he had a great heart and was a great human being. How about that? Isn't yeah. That lovely. Beautiful. Damn right he was. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Play and in then, San Francisco, play one well, more year, please. In San Francisco, here's John Lynch. I got to compete against him as a player. I got to broadcast games as a broadcaster. And now to see that he's still going, it just blows my mind what, what he's done. Uh, it's unparalleled. And I think he's, he's one of the greats ever to do it. So well, I think we do one agree of the with greats, that, of the course. Greats. You know, now get, pick up the phone and, and convince him to come play one more year for and you. And make a call. That said, you've got Lance, you've got Purdy. Purdy, obviously, uh, going to be out at least, what is it, six months with the UCL uh, injury or the tear. Here was uh, Kyle Shanahan, who was asked about the other quarterback, the smiling and laughing Jimmy Garoppolo, his future in San Francisco. Does he have one? There's an area which you guys could see Jimmy being back, and if so, what what would that look like? No, I don't see any scenario of that. Garoppolo. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, I heard you. <laughs> Yeah, he's not guy. coming back. Right. Oh, seven and three record, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, 67 completion percentage. I mean, he was a winner for them, just couldn't stay on the field. And there's obviously some sort of personality rift there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And his career record for them, not just this year. It's yeah. like he's got like a 700 winning percentage. It's insane. Well, they do have a good team. I, mean, I know, but. Man, I'll tell you what, if you're Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you lose to the Rams two years ago. You then lose to Philadelphia. You got hammered. Your quarterback's gone. I mean, they had two opportunities to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they should be in the Super Bowl. This should be like Kansas City and San Francisco's Invitational over the last three or four years. And Kansas City has gotten there, but they haven't gotten there. Go get Tom Brady. I would. I mean, listen, I would do whatever, whatever I could to convince him. Meantime, Jerry Jones finally spoke uh, for the first time since losing in the playoffs out of the to the Niners. What? He's out of the hospital. Was he in the hospital? I, I thought you said he. But there's something wrong with him. 
No. Did I say there was something wrong with him? Well, you thought he was going to pass. I, I, are we doing this again? I, 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 I haven't heard from him, and I was wondering where he was. I and no I just, and it was. keeps going back to that original day where you said you didn't think he was going to make it through the offseason. No. I was reacting I you were trying to, to what give us an idea. He said before this. I hope he makes it through the offseason. That, that's you know, and we haven't heard from him. And every time a day goes by and we haven't heard from him, I think about that quote that you gave us. I hope he makes it through the offseason. Yeah. It was odd timing that you said that, and then for the longest stretch of the year, it we was the end heard, of the heard from him. But Come usually on, he's right there talking. So and with all the stuff going on with the okay. Cowboys, with Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, uh, Kellen Moore leaving, and, uh-huh. you know, all this stuff going on, and Quinn staying, and now. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. I'm like, where is Jerry Jones? Well, I Jones. hope he makes it through the offseason. All right. Here is, Mc- here is Jones on McCarthy calling the plays. This is the logical step to build on it and use what uh, we've established, or if you will, the foundation of the wins we've got. This is a time for us to build on it, and that's what this is. This is a building step. A building Balls. step. Now, I, I know we've done this before, but this is the picture here. Where Mike McCarthy looks like the autopilot in the movie Airplane. <laughs> now, Stephen Waldron, please, can you do a side-by-side of that Mike McCarthy picture that you put up there and the blow-up autopilot from Airplane so we can have that? Oh, it's funny. Because it's unbelievable, <laughs> the resemblance. Especially when he's got a suit on like that. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. tremendous. Well, we will see if he can effort that as yes. we go along. Meantime... Jerry's brother, Steven, <laughs> said the team was open to giving Dak Prescott a contract extension. And yes, I did say brother because that came up on the warm-up show this morning. And then the other brother, Jerry Jones, who we know, he's very famous. Did Jerry. you just call him the other brother? The other brother. Because I said Stephen Jones. That's his son. <laughs> wow. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty this sure. is back-to-back shocking <laughs> things that he has said. Yesterday in the warm-up show, he didn't know what a triple-double was. Okay. Legitimately. And today, Stephen and Jerry Jones are brothers. Well, and, you know, on Monday, it was also Brock Purdy Day in Al Dukes' eyes. How well. Brock, Brock Purdy let, let everybody down. Well, which I'm lockstep with him on. And someone on Twitter pointed out that Bryce Harper was hitting home runs in the World Series with a torn UCL. Yeah, and, but he didn't and, have to throw. Yeah, but he was still doing. I mean, didn't have to throw. And by the way, nobody, tried, was, right? no, yeah, but nobody was trying to hit him either. Yeah, I'm just saying. Purdy he didn't, and by the way, Purdy went he back into the, the game. The he went yeah. back into the game. Did play, yeah. Jesus. That's play. play in air quotes. Okay. <laughs> he All right. just snaps and handed the ball off. Man, you guys. <laughs> and he didn't throw the ball a few times. Yeah, but not more than five yards. Very true. Yes, and in That's some what cases. I want, just one time down there, and let me see it collapse. I go, ah, I tried. <laughs> I left it all out there for my team. He was on the sideline doing that and trying to throw on the sideline. What, what does that they mean, knew, on, the side line. on the sideline? On the sideline. On the sideline, yes. <laughs> Stupid. I thought this was funny. Jesse Palmer was on the Rich Eisen show. I have no idea why. Yeah, but he was on the Rich Eisen show. He was show. probably talking football. Well, he does he, The Bachelor now. He was talking about The Bachelor, is yeah, what okay. he was talking uh, about. Okay. And he that's was important. trying to explain back in the day when he was with the Giants, explaining to his coach that that's what he was doing. And my agent calls and says, you got a new head coach on the Giants. You got to call him and tell him what you're doing. I said, okay, fine. Who is it? He goes, Tom Coughlin just called. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh yes. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he would go on to say, Jim Fossil had no problem with it. And then all of a sudden, it's Tom Coughlin. And it's like, Ugh. So then he would well, go on to say... Know, you know what ends up happening. So you have a player's coach 
who what Jim who Jim was. And then he's replaced by a disciplinarian. The hard ass. Yeah. Yeah. So then he would talk about how Coughlin would kind of mock him a little bit. We're in the Meadowlands. We're in a stretch line. Yeah. Coughlin's walking in the stretch line. He walks by Tiki Barber. And he's like, Tiki, remember, five points of pressure. Can't put the ball on the ground. He walks by Jeremy Shockey. He's like, remember now, in line, in line. And you're releasing option route. Work, work the leverage. And he walks by me. He goes, Jessica? <laughs> no, he did not. You picked Jessica? <laughs> That's that awesome. Funny. That's very funny. Yeah, That's a good story. Good. That was pretty good. Uh, meantime, uh, not a good story. If you were the Nets or a Net fan, was the first quarter of this game last night. Round of the front court. Pull up. Left wing three. And it's good again. <laughs> and this is stunning. 4.35 to go with the first, 33 to 7. <laughs> Jerry sucks. It was 46-16 after one. If I asked you right now, did you see the box score? Either one of is? No, I just saw the score. Uh, no, yeah. I, I watched the first quarter yesterday. I wanted to see if they were going to break a record. How many threes do you think were shot in this game? I want to say total, about, total, from, oh, both total from both teams. 72. I'm going to say 95. And you didn't look at the box score? I did not. I swear. 93 threes were, were shot. Wow. Hmm? Boston was 26 of 54. Brooklyn was 9 for 39. <laughs> 9 for 39. It's not really basketball. That's no, awful. I, no, I no, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's like Papa shot. Right. Yes. And it all comes down, to, it comes down to the playoffs. Yeah, now. I know that. Here's Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, my bad. 46 to 16 from the first quarter. I take the blame of all of it, of not having them. Uh, detail to the game plan, the discipline that it takes to get hit on the road and respond. So a little bit of everything. So Jerry, you see the guy with the sneakers part. on right there? Yeah, sure. Where? They're underneath the basket for the Nets right now. Is that Nick Claxton? Who is that? No, that's not. Is that Royce O'Neal? I can't I tell you. Yeah, so the the um, Celtics were inbounding under mm-hmm. their under the basket, and they throw the ball out to the corner. And he's standing there without a clue as to where the ball is or where it's going. Yeah. It's his guy in the corner. What, what do you want him to do, defend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> Funny. Not a good night. So you turn the page. Nets 31-20 and 20 with the loss. Knicks take on the Heat tonight. Derek Jeter was on Jimmy Fallon last night. Fallon had uh, Aaron Judge last week. He gets Jeter this week. A big reveal from Jeets. I once wore a thong oh. in public in front of thousands of people. Now, this was part of a game they were playing. Is it real? It's not real or whatever. True. Big lie, whatever. Yeah, it's not true. Uh, it was true. Oh. And he revealed why he wore it. Let me explain shortly. I, I had a new teammate that I played with in 2002. And he always had a gold thong hanging from his locker. And he told me, anytime you struggle, you wear the gold thong, you're guaranteed to get a hit. And would you believe the damn thing worked? So in 2004, I went through the worst offensive stretch of my career. Okay. And... Every day I'd walk in, he'd point at the thong. So, so finally, I, I wore the thong. Now, it wasn't thong to skin. I had shorts on underneath, so I put the thong over the shorts. First pitch, home run. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the most interesting quote of Derek Jeter's Ever. career. Yes, I think so. That, yes. was actually, that was pretty cool. That's pretty funny. He, yeah. does, he actually does have a pretty good personality. Yes, certainly. I wonder who the teammate was, though. Didn't press I, don't him on that? I don't know. No, they did not. At least not in the clip that I got. Um, he was on for nine minutes, and then this segment was with Rita Orr. Is that her name? Rita Ora. Rita Ora. And they were doing this. They each one had to reveal something. They have to guess and like interrogate them and find out if it's real or not. This was real. So he did not, in the portion I saw, say who it was. So who do you think? You have no idea. We have no I idea. Don't. Who the team I don't know. 
I have no idea. I don't know. Could it be Jorge, Tony, ah, Tony Clark. What do you think? It had to be the first year that that guy was there. Well, he said 2004. I googled. There's a New York Post article said that the mystery teammate is reported to be Jason Giambi. Oh. Yeah, that could be true. That sounds right. I could see him as being a gold thong guy. Couldn't you? More than like Jorge Posada, he does not sound. No, that's like what I said. Uh, you know, Tony Clark, you know, Jason Giambi, one of those guys. A goofball. That's who it was. It wasn't going to be John Olerud. That's for sure. <laughs> no, John Olerud. <laughs> uh, Seton Hall, St. John's last night. St. John's got out to a nice start, but Seton Hall clawed back. Jones has it knocked out of his hands, stolen by Richmond. Ahead to Dawes. Dawes pulls up. He'll fire up a three. Good. And the Pirates take the lead. And they would run right by St. John's, 84-72. That was Gary Cohen with the call on Seton Hall Radio. Um, continues The struggles continue for St. John's inside the Big East as they wind up losing by 12. Rutgers blew out Minnesota 90-55. to Florida beat number 2 Tennessee 67-54. And your honorary coach today for Hofstra will be one Gregory Giannotti. Yeah, that's right. Feet on the floor Who they on the bench. Today? Feet on the floor. I believe it's Elon. Oh, I was okay. there once. Yeah. Very nice little arena. Not really? that you're going there, but we got picked up in a, in a bus drive. I was with Columbia, and the bus driver showed up. He had one of those uh, Partridge Family uh, oil buses. Oh, really? For real. Only time I ever saw Kyle Smith lose his mind. Wow, that's when you were that's doing a- internet radio, right? Uh, were we on? We started on the radio. That might have been the first year we were doing internet only. Yeah, right. it's possible. That's a great Elon story. Uh, they're playing Towson. So oh. <laughs> Do you have a Towson story? Uh, uh, I did go to Towson once for a Columbia football game, and they got blasted. Yeah. yeah. I hung out at Towson a few times back in the days. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's right in Baltimore. Yeah, it's right in the yeah, Baltimore absolutely. right there. North Baltimore, yeah. I think. I'm sure that Stephen Gorchoff over there at Hofstra, who listens religiously to the show when I said Elon, goes, no! You make a lot of errors, man. You <laughs> do make a lot of errors. Can you name, can you tell me the Elon name? I can't. I don't know. I the actually Elon know this one. Al, and he got you're not allowed any. Any guesses? What is this now? <laughs> Boomer? The college. Elon. Do you know what their mascot is? Uh, he just told me I don't want to cheat. Oh, okay. it's the Phoenix, correct? The Phoenix? Is that what it is? Nope. Oh, it's not? I don't know what it is. I think you make it? a lot of mistakes, Jerry. <laughs> oh, a ton. Yes. What is it, Eddie? He doesn't know. I do not know. Oh! Wow. I thought he was telling me the truth. He told me to say Musk, and I didn't get it. The Elon Musk. <laughs> Come on, Al. How did you not get it? It is the Phoenix. <laughs> it's another triple double. <laughs> How did Elon Musk go over your head? He didn't say Elon first. He said the, the Musk. And I was like, is it, I guess it could be the Musk. Plus, Al wasn't listening. <laughs> You know, I wonder what goes on in that side of the, the, the studio. Well, you're know? very concerned with working out your monitor situation. Yeah, I can see. You guys are all over it. No, we are. Marty's right there waiting for the break. Oh, okay. Yep. Nice. I all see. right. Is that DeWalt drill in here? <laughs> nice. But you wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Our engineer Martin Travers working very hard to get Boomer's call screening software back up. He is he's taking the monitor off. He's uh, drilling things. He is sweating. He's running back and forth. This is a very busy morning for him. So we're gonna have to do something nice for him. Yeah, I know you're gonna say he's just doing his job, and he's going above and beyond right yeah, now. That's the way he is, though. He, you do your job. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. You know that. that Marty's a great guy. He is. He is awesome. All right. So there's two very interesting broadcasting stories with the New York Mets yesterday. Yes, I saw those. One was a very great outcome once we learned what was going on, and the other right now is is hurling towards a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. So the first one, which was the good outcome, was we found out that Howie Rose is doing great after major, major uh, surgery for bladder cancer that he had. And he had to go through treatment and regular cancer treatment as well. So that's what was going on with him last year. We heard there was medical stuff that required surgery. We didn't know. We gave him his privacy, all of that, which he requested. He went through it. And yesterday in the New York Post, an Andrew Marchand article about how he rose detailing everything that went along with this recovery, which was absolutely amazing to see how he was able to get basically essentially uh, a new bladder. Yeah, not easy. This. Not 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 an easy deal for for Howie. And the fact that he's sitting there and he's telling you a story tells you that you can overcome it. Yeah, but you got to go through a lot. And uh, for those of us who love Howie and uh, love listening to him, you know, just Godspeed, man, and just man. I hope everything goes well this season, and uh, just can't wait for the season to get started. And I'm glad he's going to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, and I I hadn't thought. Too much about it because I figured hey, he wanted to keep it personal and he was there and we heard him do a bunch of games and I, I I never thought that it was something that severe. So, you know, in reading that, you're like on one hand, you're you're sad that he had to go through it, but on the other hand, you're absolutely thrilled and ecstatic for him and his family that he is healthy now and about to embark on another season. Yeah, the amazing thing is is that you would have never known when he came back. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And I know it's just a voice and you know, we don't see him or any of that stuff, but still, he was as professional as he always is, even dealing with all of the things that were going on behind the scenes. That is correct. And when Al talked about this on the warm-up show, he related it to everything in his life. So he was talking about Howie, and he was like, you know, I kind of went through something because I had hernia surgery, and if I had seen blood in my urine, I would probably pass out. So it, was like, it wasn't about Howie. It was about Al's penis injury phobia that he has. And that's how he told the story, mm-hmm. through the eyes of himself. Not like, man, I'm happy for Howie Rose. Just like, 
I can't believe if I had to go through something like this, I don't know if I'd be well, able to. Well, you do and it. I are very happy for Howie Rose, and I'm right. sure Eddie is too. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Um, so, and Jerry. It's just, it's just it's Al who's, who tried to just frame it in a different context. I just couldn't get past the line where he said he had blood in his urine. Like, that really makes me want to black out right now. Really? Yeah, just the thought of that. I don't think I could recover. It's just one of those things for you. Yeah. So you I blood in my urine once. Yeah? Yeah. Did you? I did. Thanks for sharing that. It was after a game. Interesting. You got hit in like an organ area or yeah, something? Yeah, like in the in, back. Internal bleeding? Helmet, like right in the back. I mean, did you did you have somewhat of a sense of pride from that? Like, look at this. I went out there. I'm a warrior. I, I stuck in a game. I finished the game, and I'm peeing blood everywhere. I did finish the game, and I was probably stupid for doing so, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing, no long term or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it, it's pretty unnerving. Yeah, it's like uh, you know when you, like Gunner who has cystic fibrosis, every now and he he busts the capillary in his uh, lungs when he's coughing. Yeah, and then that blood comes up from there, and it's, it's just, uh, it's just it's so tough watching it. Yeah, but anyway, going back to Howie. Which is more important. And Eddie uh, is holding his fingers in his ears like he usually does with these conversations. Because right. he can't take it because the sight of blood. These two guys, oh, you know, no they, they cannot stand the sight of blood. And they're both going to pass out when we talk about it. All right. Well, anyway, but the, how he's back and, and it's great. And he sounds like he's in good spirits. And that's he's awesome. rare and, and ready to go. Absolutely. Now, the other story is... Is Keith Hernandez and the Mets. Apparently, there is a gap in these contract talks. They offered Keith Hernandez a contract. He rejected. This is from Mike Puma of The Post, who dug into this. Keith Hernandez rejected that contract offer, counter-offered to SNY, and they have been silent on their end for some time, and it believes that there is a is a significant gap between the two. Now, this would be devastating for all Mets fans. There's no two ways about it. There's no way you can sugarcoat it. If SNY does not pay Keith Hernandez and he's not in the booth over money, that is going to be a major, major problem for the fan base. Now, if Keith had decided himself that last year, 101 win season, number retired, hey, I've had enough. I'm walking away. Thank you, Mets fans. The booth is going to be something different. We all would be sad, but we would accept it, and we would be happy for him. The fact that he still wants to work, and SNY is not paying him what he deserves, which is, by the way, anything at this point, because he's Keith Hernandez, is sickening to all of us. And by the way, this is not Steve Cohen that's doing this. It's not, and that makes it even worse because obviously there's the Wilpon Mets and the Steve Cohen Mets, and financially it's a completely different world, and SNY is still owned by Sterling Equities, which is the Wilpons, and everybody is saying, look, here we go again. This is another one of those the Wilpons won't spend money situations, which is churning up old feelings in the Met fan and making them even more nuts. Yeah, I don't know what the difference in the offer to what the counteroffer is I you know if it's like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars it's a lot of money, uh, but I, I you know I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know he's worth anything. I mean he is ours and we love him and we love listening to him, Ronnie and Gary. They do they're, they're the best in my humble opinion in terms of the local broadcast. I, I don't care anywhere in baseball they're the best and you know SMY should feel good about that because they put them together. Yeah. And I'm sure it was Kirk Gowdy Jr. at that time who put him together. He's since retired, so I made a mistake and blamed him on this whole thing. Sure. In fact, it wasn't his issue. Uh, you know, listen, they don't pay, you know, J.J. and Sal any money over there, right? 
Those guys, I don't believe, get paid a significant salary. Is, no. Moose, is Moose over there anymore? He is not over there anymore. He's he just does, PIX, right? Right, he does a PIX sports. Right. Sort of I, took I mean, him out but, of that. But, but so your, your flagship personalities are Ronnie... Mm-hmm. Gary and Keith. That's right. And they do an unbelievable job. Mm-hmm. And we love them and we love them and we watch even when they're losing because we never know what's coming out of Keith. You know, I Keith is the wild card. Absolutely. And Keith is what keeps it kind of uniquely fresh and then Ronnie has to react to it and clean it up. And uh, I just think it's 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 you can't let it go without Keith. You got to have sure. Keith in there. And when I say I would give him anything, obviously it's within reason. And to yeah. me, I can't imagine that Keith Hernandez. Let's just um, for the heck of it, let's just say he's making five hundred thousand dollars. I have no idea what he's making, but I don't think he'd go back and say, "Give me two million dollars now." No, I don't think I so. I think either. it's a reason. I'm sure it's a reasonable raise to continue what he's doing. The thing I worry about with him, honestly, if I, you know, I, I worry about, and I don't know if he stays near the stadium when he's doing games or he goes back and forth from Sag Harbor. He does that, a lot that, of driving. That's yeah. the thing that I that I worry about, especially those late night games. Sure. Yeah, tired the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, and I even listen, I don't think he goes eighty five miles an hour anymore. No. I think we've all we've established that. We've established that he's, you know, behaving himself now. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly. But uh yeah, I just that that to me is what would bother me. So maybe it's about car service to and from, you know, Sag Harbor. You never know. It could be that. That would be the safe thing, certainly, if he were to do that. And that would. Hey, that look, would you know, I don't know how much longer he wants to do it. You know, give him a. Here's what I would do: give him a three-year deal, give him the car service, and call it a day. Yeah, and let's and let's stop non. Let's stop with the nonsense and nickel and diamond and everybody. We don't want the guy to get hurt. You know, we want the guy to be around. He's he's our. What's the word I'm looking for? He's our treasure. Yeah. For That's sure. It. Yes, absolutely. And and then if he wants to retire after those three years, we're prepared for it. We know it's going to be the end. If it ended abruptly like this because of a this contract would dispute, this, it's would be, this would be dumb. Really, really stupid. Hi, right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the little Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I made a uh, radio host error here. I had planned to talk about this topic here and totally forgot to tell Al that there is audio accompanied with this. So I'm going to do it right now on the air. Al, there's a video of Arian Foster, former Texans running back and Dolphins running back, talking to Barstool's PFT commenter about the NFL. And you'll know it because it's got millions and millions of views. So I want Boomer to hear this. I want Boomer to have an opinion on this because what Arian Foster is claiming is something that's just explosive. Uh-oh. It's explosive. Now, remember Arian Foster did that whole thing with his contract? Yes. It was very strange. And he also, he he had the big injury and then he came out and was talking about atheism and how it just, he got a little strange there towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> well... Yes. He may he may have been strange when he got there, and then just got worse. Right, absolutely, you know. absolutely. Now I'm I'm almost positive there are no curses in this. Almost positive when I watched it yesterday. So I, I kind of like without not without knowing what's coming. Mm-hmm. Let me just say to you off the air what I think it's probably about. All right, let me hear. That's not it. Okay. That is not right. it. Okay. What you thought is not it. All right. It's it's even I think even more explosive than that. Oh wow. All right, Al. Do we do we have it? Good. 
Oh, it's it's funny, before we started taping, uh, Aaron was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to, yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call. Yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? <laughs> that was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's funny. All right, there you go. So obviously they're, they're making fun of it. Yeah. Arian Foster, I truly believe, thinks he's telling the truth. He's not. <laughs> but it's just I don't I don't know where he's coming from. I really don't know how to even explain that. No, obviously I'm joking that it's explosive because nobody's believing him. And there were so many memes yesterday, and even Ryan Leaf himself was like, "Man, I told you when I was sitting in jail with my script, I said this is enough. I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so he had some funny things, right. and there was every. But Arian Foster is just he is he has gotten to the point now where the man seems to be a little bit unstable and saying things that are crazy. Poor Arian. And by the way, uh, you know, after the Kansas City Bengals game, you know, how many people were claiming that this, that every the thing is rigged? Well, I mean, all Bengal fans were. I mean, but it's, it, I, and I even tried to explain to people, I've lost games on bad calls, and I've won games on bad calls against the teams that I was playing against. I, I did say that there were two games this year. I never thought I said this, would think this or say this. There were two games this year for the first time in my life that I thought, and it felt like, it felt like, that the officials wanted one team to win. Okay, one was the AFC Championship game? Yes. Okay. The second was Commanders-Giants Sunday Night Football. Commanders are going in to tie the game, and they throw that illegal shift penalty. I think it was McLaurin at the time, and then that negated the touchdown when he was looking at the official right there in the goal yes, line saying, yes, am yes. I lined up? And then the whole game, but yet that right there in that moment when the guy's going in the end zone on the one-yard line, you're throwing that penalty. And then on the next play, there was a mauling in the end zone and it was not called pass interference. That to me, I was like, that is weird. I'm sorry. Now, do I truly believe it? No. But at the time, I said, I've never seen anything like that. And then... Of course, all the way, the thing, the craziest that happened in the AFC Championship game. Well, the, the big thing about the AFC Championship game, it was when they stopped the play on third down, gave the Kansas City Chiefs another opportunity to run a third down. Then there was the pass interference on Eli Apple. So it, it felt like something was off. Yeah. And it felt like, you know what, this is, we're getting screwed from the Bengal perspective. Um, but the Bengals nonetheless still had two opportunities at the end of the game to try to win the game offensively and couldn't do it. And then, of course, you know, Osai, uh, you know, pushes Patrick Mahomes clearly out of bounds. And that is going to be called 100% of the time. And then everybody runs back other plays that happened earlier in the game that weren't called. Yep. And, you know, then they start comparing the plays and everything else like that because their team lost. You know, and I understand that you're frustrated because the team lost. But at the end of the day, there's it's not rigged and there are no uh, scripts. There's none of there's none of that. I mean, did you ever receive a script in your playing career, Boomer Sison? (laughs) No, no. All right. Fine. I'll believe you then. And, you know, by the way, the NFL is trying to get it right with these expedited replays. 
Yeah. Which which basically came out of nowhere. I guess after further discussion with sure, New I know. York. Right, exactly. I know. With with people who are watching this and realize that we screwed up and this is the right call. But and by the way, you saw the ratings for the AFC championship. Yeah, no, I mentioned it yesterday with Jerry. Uh, I, I, I uh, you sent me the, that stuff and I and I read it and it's astronomical as it should be. And despite some of the things that annoyed me about that game, from an officiating standpoint, I watched every single second of it. I will continue to watch every yeah. single second of football, um, even though this season this season has annoyed me. It, yeah, it but, has. But, but the point being is that particular game had over 50 million people watching it. Yeah. So you're going to get so many more opinions about the game mm-hmm. because of the amount of people watching it that's, oh, that's the other thing and then all of a sudden it starts you know catching like wildfire on social media absolutely as it did so if you could write the script <laughs> for this super bowl yes let's say the nfl was scripted how would you write the script for this super bowl to make it as entertaining as possible Well, everybody but philadelphia hates philadelphia so they gotta lose all right so they have to lose <laughs> so that they've got to lose in dramatic fashion and it has to be something like the Kelsey brothers have to be involved in some, but they're both on offense, so it's very difficult. Well, maybe they'll fight in pregame or something. Yeah, that would be a good one. That'd be a good one, right? You have the Kelsey brothers fighting in pregame, so that yeah. just ratchets up the intensity of the game. Yeah. How about Patrick Mahomes ends up, he has a high ankle sprain on his other leg, and now he's got two high ankle sprains, oh. and he's out there playing through it. And he can't move. He just takes the snap and stands there and just whips the ball around. And then Travis Kelsey catches a touchdown, then runs over to the Eagles sideline and fights his brother again <laughs> for the second time. In the All game. right. So I think uh, you think Roger Goodell and his people are writing that script as we speak. Well, something like that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely wrote 28 to 3. There's no doubt about it that they wrote that script and said we got to have Tom Brady come back twenty eight to three. So let me ask you, yeah how how many years do you expect? Do you think, you know, just just one of these speculating things, how that Patrick Mahomes is going to end up playing? How many years? Like fifteen years, twenty years? So Tom Brady played twenty two years, I believe. Twenty two years. I'm going to say that Patrick Mahomes plays. Four less than that. So I'm going to say 18 years. So, you know, he's he's kind of ahead of him a little bit here at the beginning of his career in terms of all the AFC championship games. He's got 13 playoff games. Tom Brady's got 48. Yeah, I mean, there there is a chance. I mean, I, you know, I said that it'll never happen again. No one's going to get that many Super Bowls. I, I still stand by that. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the only guy that could. But I think Tom Brady's going to stand alone with seven Super Bowls. I, and, and play till he's 45. I don't think we're ever going to see that again. Yeah, and plus the money is so much bigger now for these guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, maybe you don't last as long just simply because you've had enough of it. Well, if Patrick, if we really want to know, just find out who wrote the script to his career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just ask him when he's going to retire. By the way, I kind of wrote the script for Giants-Vikings, didn't I? Yes, you did. You <laughs> totally think, did. I think the NFL was listening to me that entire week, and then they took what I said, mm. and they made it into the script for that game. So you're welcome, Giants fans. I wrote you that script. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was There was all these memes of like you know people like with surprise faces, 
and it was saying like you know Jimmy Garoppolo getting the script for the 2022 season. You know how they say it? Uh, Justin Herbert has thrown for more yards and more completions in his first three years than any player in history, and all sure. that stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, there are players that you know, depending on how long they last, how well they take care of themselves, that may have an opportunity to play as long as Tom. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Nobody takes care of himself as well as Tom Brady. And I would be surprised if the dedication level that he had throughout his career is ever matched in football. I remember like, the first sport. three years of his career was making any money. Not yeah, things like Jalen Hurts, but actually worse. Absolutely. But yeah, actually worse because it was 20-some-odd you know, years ago. But him, his diet... His pliability, all those things that he worked on, TB12 cookbooks, no legumes, no nightshades, I won't eat strawberries, I drink once a year. That dedication that he had, very few people can do. So 23 seasons, one season he missed uh, because he got hurt in that first game against Kansas City Chiefs. And then when you think about uh, the amount of playoff games, 48, that's two and a half seasons more of playoff games. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's and he got insane. hurt one time. One that's time. Insane. In all that time, he was hurt the one time when he got hit in the knees and he missed that season, and Matt Castle was the quarterback. So he started in his career 333 regular season games. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be unmatched in my opinion, just totally unmatched. I mean, I, I just I just don't know how anybody could live their life, especially when you get into that that scale of money. So when you get paid... Like Patrick Mahomes is getting paid, and then you basically whittle your life down and only focus on taking care of your body. It's impossible because the world's at your fingertips. And you're thinking, wait a second, I want to enjoy my life in the offseason. I want to go on vacation. I want to have a few drinks. I want to go out and have dinner. I want to do Like Tom Brady eliminated all of that stuff so he could play till he was 45. And he missed the playoffs one year, I think it was 2008. Yeah, that was what I mentioned. Yeah, wait, right. Well, did, well, that wasn't the year that he was hurt, right? No, oh, 09 was the year he was hurt, right? Uh, yeah, 09 is the year. No, no, he played. Oh, okay. So it was, oh, was that 08? 08 was the year he was hurt. So he didn't miss the playoffs that year it, because he was hurt. It, it was, was Castle hurt. that missed the playoffs. Yeah, and they were 11 and 5. Yeah, exactly. With Matt Castle. So, yeah. So he didn't technically miss the playoffs that year. Who knows? If they were 11 and 5 with Castle, they might have been 15 and 1 with Tom Brady that year. There I mean, was, but think about that. He, he, Played forty eight playoff games. That is that's that's remarkable. Yeah, and he could have played more if he decided. He could to. still play if he wanted to. Sure, absolutely. I, I look. I, I'm just thinking. I think the off the field stuff is just so exhausting. You can't even imagine what his life must be like. You know, where can he go? What can he do? I'm not saying that he can't jump on a private jet and go anywhere he wants to go. But wherever he goes, there's no privacy. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And because of you know who his ex wife is, there's no there's no privacy whatsoever. Yeah, and just that strain, and then you have, you know, he's got two families. He's because you know he's got his own kids with Giselle, and then he's got the one kid with Bridget Moynihan. He's kind of di- those dynamics and everything else. Seems like everybody gets along. I hope so, for his sake. Yeah, but you know, like we just think that a guy like him is, you know, is uh, is immune to any sort of human emotion or pressure or stress, and he he's not. No, of course not. I don't think that anybody believes that and if you do you're dead wrong i mean just because he's tom brady he's a huge celebrity he's the greatest of all time at the quarterback position and he's a gazillionaire does not mean that he doesn't deal with life issues like everybody else does and he may be thinking look i gotta just stay with i gotta stay home with the kids like i you know i've I've made enough money we can do a lot of different things and when he finally does take this fox offer and i'm assuming he's going in the booth 
And that will be interesting to hear what Tom Brady has to say in the booth for a guy that really hasn't said much throughout his career. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be in the booth. Yeah. And he's going to have to be coached by people there, too. And he cannot be generic. He can't be milk toast. Everybody will get all over him if he is. You know, he's not exactly. See, I love Tom Brady and respect Tom Brady. And I was getting crap from Jets fans yesterday because I was sort of spouting off about how much I love Tom Brady. But a lot of people don't. There's a lot of NFL fans that are sick of him. There's a lot of people whose teams got beaten by him. They take Deflate Gate and Spy Gate more seriously than I did, and they think he's a cheater. All of these things. So him in the booth isn't like a home run. Like people aren't going to automatically love Tom Brady in the booth. He's going to have to be good. He's going to have to be really good. I mean, you know, Greg Olson has actually turned out to be a really good broadcaster. Yeah, people seem to love him. I'm, I'm no, not because he's camp. not. He's not. He's just pretty much sticks to the facts. He's able to get in and out of his descriptive uh, terms and and is able to kind of dumb it down for the football fan to understand. And doesn't talk to. I don't think he talks too much. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I disagree on it, but it's fine. I don't want to knock to each, him. He's, to each their own. Exactly. Man. I mean, right. Everybody all, has their own likes and dislikes. Man, ex- so. But yeah, the, thing, the thing that, like, the, him being a martyr in this whole thing, to me, makes me laugh. Like, like oh, man, so now Tom Brady's going to unseat Greg Olson. Like, of course he is. Maybe they'll put the two of them together. And then, yeah, like, maybe. That actually would help Tom Brady. Yeah, I, that, that wouldn't be a, the, the worst thing in the world. I think that's a smart idea. And I, I don't believe, Jerry and I were talking about this yesterday, I don't believe that if they move Greg Olson that they're going to give him a pay cut because of the circumstances. No, 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 no. Yeah, Jerry thought there was a, pay, uh, a possibility of that. I said no. I don't think Fox would do that. But and he's going to be fine. He'll be calling games. Somebody be else, fine. Somebody else's Fox contract may be up. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, or they'll, they'll put him in the booth together. Now, the interesting thing will be to see whether or not they use him in some capacity. I got to believe they're going to use him in some capacity within the Super Bowl this year. They have to. I said put him in the booth, get Olsen out for the Super Bowl. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> that would be awesome. That wouldn't be right. But I could see in some pregame capacity that they'll end up using him, specifically him, not him with 50 guys. Yeah, which they generally do. Right. I think it would just be him and to let him talk about, you know, whatever he wants to talk about. And hopefully it would be about the game and how he sees the game. Now that Sean Payton is the head coach of the Broncos, is he going to be a part of the Fox coverage for the Super Bowl? No. I don't think he's he done. Be. No, he's done. Yeah. No, no way. No. You know, we had Coach Cower when he was an active coach for the Steelers. We did. But, you know, if he is taking the Broncos over, he is now trying to put a staff together. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out, you know, they got the Senior Bowl going on. You got to have the East West Shrine game going on. You got all these things that are happening now, plus free agency. And I don't know how much he knows that roster or 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 what's happening yeah, he's got to pour himself into it he's got to pour yeah you have no like i i haven't heard from frank in a week sure i know because he's trying to build his staff and he's trying to get things together down in carolina hi boomer geo on the fan and cbs sports network jerry i have to apologize to you all right you did not break my monitor. I know. Geo, who broke well, my monitor. Potentially. It could have been me. Hmm. But you did this thing didn't go out yesterday for you, did it? I never looked at it. Okay. It, so it, it might that have. has been off both days. Okay, so it might have been me. Because 
Martin Travers, our engineer, said someone knocked it out from underneath here. Oh, uh, okay. Now, I'm not the only one that sits here, but I sit here the most. Yeah. So it very easily could have been my mistake. My I apologize with the yeah. thinking of the thing. Yeah, well, well, the one thing I will say is that Zach Gelb is a huge human being. Yes, he so is. Somehow, maybe his big fat feet hit, hit something over there. It's a possibility as well. You hadn't been there since Friday, correct? True. So it's been a long time, almost a right. week. And people come in here, they yeah. do shows over the weekend, so... I'll take responsibility if it was me, but uh, I don't know if it was. Hmm. But All someone right. kicked it out from over here. All right. Not Jerry Recco. All fixed up right now, though. Yes, perfect. All right, what do you have there, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Super Bowl 57. The storylines, there's so many of them. There's two. The Eagles and Andy Reid and mm -hmm. the Kelsey Brothers, of course. No, I'm right. just kidding. Uh, but the Kelsey Brothers did do their New Heights podcast yesterday, and this is the way things got started for them. We got a good one for you today. New Heights is a show that is going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, baby. You, you jabronis. <laughs> He went there again. All right. It's, ah, I love that word. I'm with Jason. It's kind of like, it's that's enough. Yeah. You, went, you did that again, huh? Anyhow, now, in the middle of this whole thing, they did come to the realization that they're in the Super Bowl. That means there are certain things they're not going to be able to do the week of the Super Bowl, meaning Gronk's big party. Oh. Which apparently they all love. So they made sure to call him, but uh, he didn't pick up. Please leave your message for Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wasn't expected that. <laughs> Rob, this is Jason and Travis Kelsey. Uh, just want to apologize. We're not going to be able to make Gronk Beach. I guess that's his. <laughs> Instead uh -huh. of saying Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was his voicemail? I, yes. That's I thought that was one of the Kelsey brothers no, doing that. No. Please leave your message for me. Oh, 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 oh. I don't think so. <laughs> Because I watched it. I didn't see. Wow. If he did, he covered his mouth pretty good. It didn't look like it. That's funny. That was Gronk, funny. baby. The Gronk. Uh, well, wait a second. I think I know what happened. Where they he was doing that ah, ah, ah to cover up the number. Because when that automatic message comes on, it's like, please leave your message for. If it was one of 516, blah, blah, blah. So Does that, it leave the number? I just. Does that, it? That's what it does. Yeah, sometimes. When, when people it, well, don't do a personalized voicemail. I don't do a personal one on mine. It it does where it says please leave a message for and then it'll give the really? number out. You don't do it on yours, Jerry? No, I don't even know how to do that. Really? No. Well, let's see. You don't go, hey, this is Jerry Recco from Recco Sports. For those of you inquiring about pickleball, <laughs> no, I don't. press one. No. <laughs> no. Let's see. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Do you have your phone so you can silence it so you don't have to sit through seven rings? No, right. I don't have it. It's outside. Hmm. So you think yours is going to go, please leave us a message for it, but then his number is going to come up. Yeah, so we'll you turn it off. Right. Don't worry about it. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All right. See so how long it takes. <clears throat> Another ring. It's out there. Oh, it is out there. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Well, this is mm -hmm. really exciting. Yep. Your idea. Yep. Well, hello. You, you, hello, Jerry. I've never heard this before. Yeah. No. How many rings? You, sir, die. <laughs> Jerry. You did do it. You did do that. When did I do that? Jerry. Oh, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, I like what Eddie yeah. did instead. <laughs> I don't ever died. remember doing it. That must be from years and years ago. Probably. Yeah. Oh. It, it stays through when change of phone, so there's, oh, okay. well, there's no doubt. Very interesting. Anyway, um, there was reaction around the league, of course, to Tom Brady mm, announcing his retirement. Even Mike Francesa had something to say on first take on ESPN, although I don't know that he got this phrase right. 
maybe he did, and I'm stupid, which I know, but I never heard this said in this way. To do it. Now, I'm going to throw a little, you know, oil on the uh, oil. ceremony. <laughs> oil? Oil on this. I thought it's pour hot, uh, pour cold water. What? I'm going to throw a little uh, vinegar on your parade. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to get a little uh, apple cider vinegar, and I'm going to pour it on your party. <laughs> All right? So just one second while I take out my extra virgin olive oil and pour it out on your celebration. Okay? So, I mean, his teeth were the big, Very the big white. takeaway yeah. from yesterday. What happened? His teeth were the big takeaway from yesterday. I had a couple people that actually... Uh, <laughs> texted me about that. Yeah, I know. That was that was the so big takeaway. Teeth? I he he had had new teeth, but I think that he might have gotten new new teeth, or he got those teeth that were new, supremely clean for colored. this performance. Yeah. Because I'll tell you who needs oh, new teeth is Eddie Brown. That's right, the jockey. Yeah, the picks jockey. And we're working on that. Yeah, um, I will tell you though. There's a billboard for Mike's podcast outside the Lincoln Tunnel that I see every morning. Those teeth are. They're popping. Oh, they are popping. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he looked like such a mob boss yesterday <laughs> in that suit with the little handkerchief in the pocket up there with the hair slicked back. He looked back. good. So, he looked so, relaxed. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Yeah. But the Tom Brady thing, I think, kind of screwed up what they were planning to do. Oh, for sure. Because it was breaking news and they had to do like 45 or 75% rather of the show on Tom Brady. I think that kind of screwed up what they had planned. But I mean, it's I guess you know watching them together is always interesting for people. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there was the one. Did you notice the one where Chris went for the high five? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 that he didn't hit his hand. I don't think Mike saw it. It was hilarious. Yeah, and Mike's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. put your hand on my face, you know. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. That was awkward. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's like amazing though. Like these arguments. Like I wonder the audience for first take. Like do they know Bob Cousy? Do they even know Larry Bird? Because like that's I don't know. Like that's dog's whole thing is like comparing the old player to the current player. Yeah, and like I just don't like. I just wonder. Uh, Listen, the the big O. If you put a big O in a big spot. You're telling me that guy is 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 as good as Pascal Siakam? <laughs> His you know, audience might be yeah, the big guys. All I know is the big old sheets <laughs> Think on about the uh, basketball court. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, I mean, like you know, Stephen A. did the same thing with Rihanna and Beyonce, right? Yeah, he did do that. The yeah. same thing. He's so. like Rihanna's a lot of things. Uh, yeah, he's gone. Listen, I love Rihanna. Oh yeah. And let me tell you something. She oh. is. She's wonderful. She's a great performer. She's got motherhood now. She's oh, got motherhood. that. She's had that baby, mm. and I love her, but there's one thing she's not. Now, she ain't Beyonce. <laughs> oh! 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 No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I said she's great. I said, folks, I said she's great, but she ain't Beyonce. No! Jesus. How dare you? Oh, my God. <laughs> And he apologized. He did. He did a video in the car. <laughs> I should Yo. have chosen my words more smarter than I did. So I, I didn't realize just how significant the reaction is. Oh, it's crazy. So, you know, I was doing this great Super Bowl commercials, and we did an interview on E.T. Danielle, 
Brew and I. Okay. And the guy is asking us from ET, you know, what do you think about Rihanna? And doing halftime, I said, well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's great. But there are people out there that are basically saying that she's no Beyonce. <laughs> 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 and the guy goes, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, and then Daniela just, like, jumped down my throat. Like, you know, I'm like, look, I didn't say it. Somebody else did. Right, right, of I course. Mean, it, uh, there is, it, 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 it elicits... A response like it, it, you are going to get attacked. Yeah, I know. I would just people in that industry as fans of entertainment and music do not like the comparisons, like sports fans like the comparisons, apparently. Speaking of the video, I heard you do the thing with uh, Arian Foster. Yeah. That's got 11 million views. It's crazy. It's and unbelievable. He's clearly joking. 11 million? Wait a second. He's nuts, though. Uh, he's crazy. No, that, he's, he's one of the few guys like him and Antonio Brown and like Aubrey Huff. Are three guys mm. that I think, like, whatever they say, they believe it. I thought the more he talked, the more I realized it was a joke. At first, I'm like, wow. And then he's going on and back. But if you look, it, he could be, but he's also someone that probably believes a little bit of that because he is he's someone who's very out there. He's got out there thoughts. Yeah, well, there are out there thoughts for sure. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm going to throw this one out there. Stinky Jones, 1956. Is he better than LeBron in a big spot? Oh, listen, Stinky was great. Stinky was great, but you put the ball in his hands. I mean, you remember 1956 NBA Finals. He had an opportunity there. Passed the ball up. Passed it to, you know, Stinky had the ball. Stinky had an opportunity. Hey, listen, he did, but remember the defense that year for the, uh, <laughs> the, the birds was terrible. And he shouldn't even tell. Like, I think it's someone who's sitting around watching this in their, in their living room has no idea about the 1956 NBA Finals. Very but true. That's what they do. Uh, um, one more on Brady, Jerry Jones. Uh, well, at least he got, he didn't win anything this year, but at least he got to beat Brady in his final game. I'm proud of that win. I'm going to hold that Tampa Bay win up just like I do did that Herschel Walker ball when we won one game the first year, and that was my prize. So I guess Brady's his prize for the end of the season. I hope he makes it through the offseason. Every time I mention But his days were numbered. No, no. He doesn't have many seasons left. God. He said that, not me. Yeah, but then you amplified it, and then you brought it to our attention. You know, don't. We already went through yesterday. People were crediting me for your story of Tom Brady maybe going to the Cowboys. That was so funny. Don't do this to me now. Yeah, Jerry Recco of WFAN. Actually, it was Jerry Rocco of WFAN. <laughs> well, reports. my name was right in the headline. Yeah, but in the in the body in of the, the article, Rocco right. says <laughs> that Tom Brady, don't rule it out, might be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, yeah. my God. Great. That was your fault, not mine. Okay. You were the one saying that. Um, what else? What else? What else? I guess that's kind of it on the uh, on the Brady stuff. Basketball last night, no match. The Nets were for the Celtics as they just got throttled. Tatum played by Sharp here. Out of the left wing. Step slap, shoots a three, and hits. And the Celtics are a staggering 8 of 8 from behind the arc. Yeah. In the first the Brooklyn floor. Nets suck. That was really remarkable. They win uh, 139-96, and believe it when I say it wasn't that close. That was Chris Carino with the call on the fan. 31 for Tatum, 26 for Brown. Seth Curry says, well, that didn't go very well. That's a good team. We're obviously on demand, and we got to play perfect basketball to kind of 
to get a win here. So just didn't get off to a good start. And it's nice like this, 82 games in a season. It's going to be a few nights like this. Boston made 26 threes on the night. Nets Wizards on Saturday. Tonight you have the Knicks taking on the Miami Heat as the Knicks look to bounce back from that loss the other night against the Lakers. And uh, from college basketball, you had Seton Hall beat St. John's 84-72. Rutgers buried Minnesota last night 90-55. Florida over number two Tennessee 67-54. And you're out at Hofstra tonight. Make sure you say hello to G who will be on the bench as Hofstra takes on Towson. That is right. Feet on the floor next to the head of basketball operations. Have you figured out where you're going yet? As far as like the where I, where I'm going, how like to the where arena. are you meeting them? You yeah, know how yeah, to get yeah. in and right. I, I have. Yep, I told them what time I'm arriving and where to be and all that. I mean, I did go there. So right, I do have somewhat of a memory. It's been a long time. It's been but a while. Been a while since I've been on the campus, but yeah, no, I know, I know what's going on. Leave myself enough time, be there for the shoot around, the whole thing. I look forward to seeing the highlights and seeing you on the bench. Yeah, I mean, you know what I was thinking. So, you know who also was a Hofstra grad is Stephen Waldron. Oh, is that true? Hey, Stephen Waldron, good morning. Are you there? Class of '09. That's right, class of '09. Is your voice gone again? Yes, it is. What the hell is wrong with you? I don't know, Stephen. Uh-oh. That's not good. Steven, this is a problem. Have you gone to a, a doctor to check this out? You've lost your voice twice now in the, the, the span of a month. Yeah, they said it's going to be a while until my voice comes back, but I feel fine. But your voice did come back. Now it's gone again. I know. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. I'm glad that we'll be hanging out with you in Phoenix with your <laughs> long laryngitis, your long COVID <laughs> that you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get up the hot air balloon. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, you had a whole camera crew for Boomer going to Rutgers, and you're a Hofstra grad. I'm going to be an honorary coach at Hofstra. I have not gotten one email from you or a text about uh, following around with a camera, so a little disappointed. I'm sorry about that. I'm guilty. You are guilty. Okay. Do you have a reason for this? I mean, this would have been good He's B-roll. Sick. He's not sick. He says it feels fine. Oh. Stephen, no, would, you like to, would you I'm like to? Would you like to? Focus on next week. Oh, you focus on. All right. Week. Would you like to go with uh, Joe tonight? It would be nice. If that happens, sure. I mean, it would help you guys. I mean, you're the one always yeah. looking for B-roll. I mean, come on. Where Where are you? Where do you live, Stephen? By the way, what town? Jersey City. Oh, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass getting out there. Okay. Everything's a pain in the ass around here. Yeah, yes, you know? you're right. You're right. Every single thing's a pain it's in the ass. One big pain in the ass. Yes, no, I Steven, agree. listen. I, you're, you sound like you're on your deathbed again. You don't have to do it. <laughs> just, just next time, if there's something, you know, I just would appreciate. Hey, a little more attention to it. You know. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. All right, no guys. Problem. What we're gonna do with Phoenix is we're gonna horse. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get horse. <laughs> get excited. Yeah. All right, guys, need anything? Any coffee? <laughs> Feel better, Stephen. We'll see you on uh, Sunday, all right? Thank you, guys. All right. Man, okay. oh, man, man. <laughs> it's tough. I feel like yesterday he sounded okay. He did sound fine. Remember he popped up, the mic with a fader was up by mistake? Yeah. yeah he sounded great. That, that, that should voice. have been moment of the day, by the way. Lepresti screwed that whole thing up. <laughs> I tell you. He did. That was very funny. That was funny. We were talking about... Uh, what were we talking I about? I don't know. Something totally off color. And he's like, hey, we got that replay ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. There is someone other than Tom Brady that has caused a real stir in the NFL world. And the name of that person is Jeffrey Starr. Are you familiar with Jeffrey Starr? No, I'm not. 
Jeffree Star is a famous makeup artist. So much so that Jeffree Star has 13.8 million followers on Instagram. Wow. Jeffree Star has made over $100 million with his makeup industry. And it all started on YouTube for him. And he's one of these new media superstars. Man, he can't be as good as Allie. I don't think Allie's making $100 million right now. She might get there. But right. right now, Jeffree Star is, is, a, is a standard. Okay, so what, what? how is he upsetting people in the NFL? Okay. Jeffree Star dates men. Jeffree Star posted a picture of him and a man who is turned around. You cannot see the man's face. Okay? And the comment is, his team didn't make it to the Super Bowl, but he's 6'6 and plays perfect in the bedroom and in orange heart. Now, okay, so who on the Bengals is his boyfriend? <laughs> I mean, do I really care? I don't care. No, no, no. But... I'm not saying you don't care. But okay. listen, I'm not saying you should care. And it could be people are speculating Bengals, Browns, Bears, whatever. But the speculation is where this thing is starting to get crazy. Okay. To me, have sex with whoever you want to. That, to me, is not the story. The story is that in these comments that are now 10,792 comments, yes. everybody is guessing. And they're putting these names out there. And the wives of these guys that are being guessed in the comments yes. are getting pissed. So, one of the first comments that you see is by the way by the way can you tell if the guy is white or black yes he's a white guy he's a white guy he's a white guy oh so but see you're doing what everybody's doing right I'm, i went right to the bengals roster well hold on six foot six white guys well this is what everybody did so i guess well it's bengals it's bengals browns bears that they're looking at so yeah. heather pochich do you know ethan pochich who is a player? I'm not familiar with him. Uh, no. But anyway, so that's one of the guys that people are like, he's 6'6", six, six, he's got that same swirl in his hair, and looks like ears. So then Heather Pochich is in the comments. She goes, since apparently my husband's name is on the list of guesses, I'll go ahead and let y'all know Ethan is married with children and has been with us the entire offseason. But I'm here in the comments section to see who these FBI agents think the player is. So then Jeffree Star responded to her nicely. But then... Henry Anderson's wife, Saren Anderson, she wasn't having this. She goes, re responds to Jeffree Star's Instagram post and goes, I'm getting harassed because my husband is in the NFL and people think it's him. Please stop. And then Jeffree Star says, wife of Panthers player attacking me. Don't be so insecure. I don't mess with married men. And then he also responded, I'm going to continue to SD, make lipstick, and live my MF life, girl. Thank you. So, that's so we know it's not a married man. <laughs> yes, apparently, yes. So in this picture, by the way, there's a gun with a silencer yeah. on the counter. Oh, great. And a dog in the shower. It's an unbelievable picture. It's an unbelievable visual. Okay. So <laughs> I'm trying to find the photo. I don't see it. Oh, it's on Instagram. It's right here. Here, I'll give it to All you. Right. right here. Right, you just look right in, take a look. That is the photo of Jeffrey Starr and mystery NFL player, and people want to know. Wouldn't that be who great if Boomer knew who it was? He's like, oh, this is. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing that out in LA. I just saw him, that same outfit. Now, I think, here's my theory. My theory is that this is not an NFL player, 
It just happens to be a 6'6 man who is an NFL fan. Because Jeffrey Starr in the post says his team didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So he's a fan of a certain team. Right. And Jeffrey Starr, who is a social media sensation, is making using the NFL as to try to explode his Instagram numbers. Bingo. And that is working. So that could be that could be a thing. Now Jeffrey Starr's got a lot of tattoos on his hand. Jeffrey Starr does. I mean, that's gotta hurt, right? Not on the hand, I think. I think there's Spike other. Spike has a bunch on his hand. Yeah, Spike will tell you that the hands probably don't hurt. I think like the, the oh, bad vegan. The oh, rib okay. area hurts a the lot. Rib area. Yeah, and like on your uh, stomach as well. This guy looks. He's got a lot of tattoos. Yes, but do you see the silencer and the gun on the counter and the dog in the shower? I see the si- I see the gun. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, there's a dog in the shower. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's the dog. <laughs> yeah. And there's this man in full head to toe, yeah. like Louis Vuitton hunting gear. 6'6". You can see the back of his head. And the hood is covering his neck. But he does have like distinct yeah. ears and a swirl in his hair. I, I, I would just say, you know. Jeffree Star has got a very interesting life. I yes. Think. This, yep. uh, this looks to be like a very interesting photo mm-hmm. with the gun, the dog, the big guy, the picture, <laughs> the mirror. There's a lot of makeup there. Yes. What else is on that? I can't see what else is on the counter. <laughs> I don't think anything else interesting. Well, it's just makeup. I don't know. What is that? See that little square thing right there? Yeah. I think it's just makeup. You know that's a condom? I don't believe that's a condom, no. It could be a condom. It could be, but I think it's, it, I think it's not. But yeah, a marital aid object. It's not. Yeah, it's not that. No, they. Well, he's his friend is much bigger than he is. That's for sure. (laughs) That is is true. He's got long nails too. Now there is one openly gay player in the NFL. It's Carl Nassib. Now a lot of people are guessing it's Carl Nassib, but if it were Carl Nassib, Carl Nassib's out. I would. I wouldn't think that this is a thing. This he would just be there. So I'm not sure. But I, the wives running to the defense, my husband is not gay. My husband is not with Jeffree Star. My husband is right here. I just made him a grilled cheese. God damn it. All right. So how big is Carl Nassib? He's a big guy. He's the defensive lineman, right? Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know. Go to his, go to his Wikipedia page or his, his player profile and see what his height is. Six foot seven. Six foot seven. Okay. So Jeffrey's saying six, six. Oh. You know, another big one that people were guessing, because that, that orange could also be perceived as the Bears orange, is Bears tight end Cole Komet was a big guess in the comments. I'm not okay. saying that. A big guess in the comments. Okay. Any, anybody guess any Broncos? Uh, no. Nobody. I don't think so. Nobody guessed. I don't. So it was because of the orange heart. Yes. Why, why wouldn't you, like a Bears, I know they have a little, they have a tinge of orange. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's Cleveland's orange or they're brown. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you're not, you're not <laughs> sure exactly. I know they do have they, uh, whatever the two ugliest colors are. Yes, that's in the, the world. Are, yes, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, my guess is Dan Arnold. I don't know who that is. They said case closed. They believe it was Dan Arnold. My guess is Sam Hubbard of the Bengals. 6'5", Caucasian, unmarried, plays for the Bengals, orange, and is really good at picking up balls. That was someone's suggestion on the comments section. So, yeah. So this is what this is what has gone on here okay. with Jeffree Star. Well, good for Jeffree Star because he's now exploding using the popularity of the NFL. Yes. And 
And I believe that that's exactly what's going on. And I don't think it's a player. I think Jeffree Star is going to come out and say, gotcha, his team is whoever, and he's a fan of that team but doesn't play on the team. I mean, it does look like a football player from behind, though. It does. Big guy, for sure. Uh, Brittany in Utica. What's going on, Brittany? Hey, guys. Um, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Good. Um, so I am a uh, 31-year-old mom, so I apologize. I'm in the car about to drop my son off to daycare. But real quick, the rumor is that potentially it could be either Cliff Kingsbury because the first picture that Jeffrey posted on his Instagram, there's like these type of shoes that Cliff Kingsbury wears. Or it could even be Tom Brady because all these TikTok FBI agents are like comparing the hair and the back of the head of Tom Brady to to the guy in the picture. Wow, Brittany, and uh, have wow. a great day I'll and tell, you, and tell your children hello. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe, if you looked at Cliff Kingsbury's Instagram, that he's in Thailand. Right, he did Thailand, and he's got a, a, a very large-bottomed woman with him. That he very seems large, to be in t- top-heavy woman. Yes, as well. That he seems to be enjoying his time with. He seems like he's very happy. So, and and well, I, I don't have to go back and coach Kyle Murray. I could just stay here, <laughs> right in paradise. And this this guy is bigger than Cliff Kingsbury. And it's I mean it's not Tom Brady. We know that it can't be. This picture was in Wyoming. Tom Brady's been in Miami. It's not Tom Brady. Well, well Tom Brady posted uh, recorded that video days ago or possibly a week ago. That would be. The most unbelievable story of maybe all time. That's why he retired before the news gets out. And maybe, oh, stop! You guys got to stop. And then maybe I mean, that's honestly. why the divorce. That's the real reason. She yeah. didn't care if he played football. She just didn't want to see Jeffrey Star around anymore. Not Tom. Brady. All right, okay. not Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Well, not Sully that man. He's. It's not Tom Brady. I mean, God Almighty. But anyway, but see what you did. You did what everybody else did. Yeah, go, 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 going to the right roster. roster yeah. Seeing who's six six. I gotta find out who this is. So anyway, that's been a big story there. Jeffrey Star shaking things up. Shake it, shake it, shake it up. Shake, shake it up. That's right. That's exactly what he did. I want someone to ask Roger Goodell this question at his State of the League address at the Super Bowl. Hey Roger, any guesses on who Jeffrey Star is with on Jeffrey's Instagram? No, not at all. All right. <laughs> Coney Live, the Bill Ford Top Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. It's mornings like this that I am very, very happy. I'm always happy to be sitting next to you, but even more so this morning. Because I just saw on Twitter that the morning show that I worked for in Pittsburgh is doing a live broadcast this morning. Yeah. Guess where they are? They are in Punxsutawney. For the Groundhog Ceremony. Are they really? Okay. <laughs> They're doing a live broadcast. From Punk's Tawny, from where the groundhog is being uh, taken out of the thing, and I guess he saw his shadow, or didn't, whatever it is. Six more weeks of winter is what the groundhog said. So I was just shocked to see that Sports Radio 93.7, the fan, is sitting there interviewing the guys with the hats and everything else, and Punk's Tawny Phil, and all of this. You know what? you got to feel winter come Friday oh. and into Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, that is true. I remember when Bill de Blasio dropped that groundhog and killed it. Yes. That was unbelievable. What a klutz. I mean, you want to talk about like a very on-brand moment for him? Oh, God, yes. 
This moron. Yes. Yeah, and he, I think he was dressed up like those Punxsutawney people, too, which made it even more of a ridiculous image, uh, where he pulls the groundhog out, fumbles it, and later died due to its injury. You know, we were having a good morning, and you got to bring that up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, what I are just, you trying to do to me? No, I'm not trying to do anything. I just, some things just pop into my nuts. mind, like it's Punxsutawney Phil, and then the groundhog, and I had that memory, and... And then that's that's how it happens, you know? Uh, yeah. All right. So this is something I posed to Jerry the other day, and it's definitely relevant still today. Even, I mean, even more so, I think, after what the 49ers said about Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. And I mean Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch when asked about if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a part of the team. No way I'm seeing that happen is what Kyle Shanahan said. And in a way that was like condescending and like, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to be here. So, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not the option because Rob Solomon knows this guy's a slug, and Derek Carr goes to Carolina like you have surmised in the last couple of weeks, and Aaron Rodgers decides to either retire or wants to go to Tennessee, they're going to have no choice left that, that anything is going to make the Jet fan happy. Not even close. Well, and by the way, these things that I'm talking about are very real. That Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come to the Jets. Derek Carr does go to the Carolina Panthers. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not somebody that's desirable for Rob Sala and Joe Douglas. So then what? Then is it the scenario that you painted where, all right, here are your 2023 New York Jets, your starting quarterback. They call him the Red Rocket. Andy Dalton. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, could I, be mean, I mean, I mean, that's what you're talking about. I mean, and, you know, I guess Jet fans are probably hoping for Aaron Rodgers. But oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, like I, I keep saying about the whole Aaron Rodgers saga is this. You want to get Aaron Rodgers? Great. Fine. I'm down with that. I get that because uh, that would help your team immediately and immediately vault them into the playoff conversation. But I would also need to know that he was all in for at least three years. This isn't a one-year Band-Aid that I'm, I'm miserable because I can't stand it around here and I'm leaving and I'm retiring. I need him to do exactly what Tom Brady did when he went to Tampa Bay. He immersed himself into the team, into the community, got to know the players, got to know the coaches, and basically took the legendary preparation that he is known for and led the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs three years in a row, and including a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to do that for anybody, and especially when you're paying him the amount of money that you're going to be paying him. I, I How do you get a commitment out of him knowing that he is going to follow through on it? Yeah, I do think that he changes teams. He's going to be re-energized and he's going to put everything into it. I, I do believe that because he's not... He doesn't want the story to be Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay, thought he could do it better elsewhere, and he couldn't do it, and now he looks like a fool for wanting out of there, and the Packers won that argument. There is no way. Now, I know that Tom Brady is driven more so than Aaron Rodgers, but I still think that Aaron Rodgers, the competitor that he is, does not want that to be the story written about him, and he pays attention to every story that is written about him. So you're going to get a motivated Aaron Rodgers. And you're going to get a guy that's going to get a lot of stories written about him if he comes here. Yeah. A lot of stories. I feel like... And everybody's going to have an opinion. This is the thing. You know, when I when I uh, caution coaches, and remember talking to Frank Reich about this many, many years ago, coming here when he was interviewing, and Todd Bowles was interviewing at the same time, and I picked him up over there in Florham Park, and I said, man, I hope you don't get this job, man. Because this job is not a good job right now. This is going to be a tough fix here. 
I think it's gotten better with Joe Douglas running the organization. I think Joe's done a really good job here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to fix the offensive line again. And unfortunately for him, the quarterback hasn't worked out. So, you know, they have a, a major conundrum here because they believe that they have a defense that's good enough to get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't a situation where you've got an unrestricted free agent like we have talked about with the New York Mets and how Steve Cohen's going to go out there and get it. Because I do believe what Woody Johnson said, I believe him, he would pay top dollar for a quarterback. So it's not like that. It's so much more complicated to get Aaron Rodgers. So if you're banking on that and the other options are much worse and maybe even more unrealistic, then this is this is a problem for them. Or somehow, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett gets the most out of Zach Wilson. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but, you know, that also is a fallback position for them. And I, I just can't imagine Zach Wilson not being here next year, going into his third year. It's only his third year. He's still a kid. And maybe Nathaniel Hackett can create the, uh, the safe space for little Zach that little Zach seems to need. Uh, you know, which really just absolutely <laughs> drives me nuts. But, you know, maybe because he was able to forge a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers, he'll be able to do the same with Zach Wilson. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was talking glowingly about Nathaniel Hackett. I didn't read into that as much as other people did because we already knew that Aaron Rodgers loved Nathaniel Hackett. He loved him that much when the Broncos hired him, and that didn't work out. You know, he loved him that much uh, when he was in Green Bay. It didn't stop Nathaniel Hackett from leaving the organization and taking a bigger job. I don't think that just because he loves Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to go to the Jets. He also talked directly about Rich Basaccia, who was the Raiders interim coach after the John Gruden stuff happened and actually did a very, very good job and coached a playoff game. Rich Basaccia, now with the Green Bay Packers, he talked the same glowingly about Rich Basaccia. People didn't go out. means he's going to stay in Green Bay if Rich Basaccia stays in Green Bay. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because you still have two teams, the Colts and the Cardinals, that need coaches and probably have... uh, some soul searching to do for quarterbacks as well. Yeah, that and, and, you know the Cardinal thing is really a mess. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim, uh, the GM, left that in just absolutely total disrepair. And you have a quarterback coming back from a knee injury that probably won't be ready to go until about week twelve, if that. You know, I would sit down with Michael Bidwell and I'd say, okay, look. You know, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing, but we got to clean this locker room up. And quite frankly. Let's get the worst. Let's have the worst record in football and go after Caleb Williams with next year's number one draft pick, assuming that the owners don't go to that lottery, uh, that weighted lottery to uh, keep teams from, you know, uh, tanking to go get a guy like Caleb Williams. Yeah, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now on that list. By yeah, the way, yeah, of course they are. Now, now that Tom Brady is not coming back, the Buccaneers are on that list of teams that could be very bad next year. And end up being in a spot to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah, the thing about it is that Arizona's in a tougher division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Arizona's in a much tougher division because I, I do think the Rams have bounced back somewhat. The 49ers are really, really tough. And Seattle's Seattle, a playoff team. Right. They'll keep, uh, they'll keep Geno and they'll have a hard time with them. So I could see where if you're like Arizona or if you're Tampa, you got to be thinking long term. And I, everybody wants to win. All the players want to win. I'm just trying to talk about this from a practical standpoint. The practical standpoint for either one of those two teams is get rid of as much money as you possibly can, spend the minimum on your salary cap, and go into next year kind of like the way the Bears are going into this year. You know, And the Bears have the number one overall pick, and they have $100 million in salary cap room. Yeah, and there are going to be teams that want to trade with them 
There might even be a bidding war between teams that want to trade up that don't have a quarterback. You know, two teams that come top of mind that are right there behind the Chicago Bears, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. And then the Panthers, I think, are number eight. So, yeah. I mean, but I think I'm following your breadcrumbs. Your breadcrumbs lead Derek Carr to the Carolina Panthers. Well, it, 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 it kind of makes sense for me, but that doesn't mean it makes sense for the owner there. I'm not, you know, I can't predict exactly what he's doing, but like if I had to, if you had to tell me you wanted to have a competitive team right now, if you are the Panthers, and they do have a, a lot of good young talent on that team, you know, pair him with uh, Frank Reich for three years, then, you know, maybe at least you, maybe you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you could do in that division, as we talked about. I mean, it was a losing record. Who won? They almost went to the playoffs this year for they, crying out loud. They ended up drafting Matt Corral last year. He broke his foot. And I think they have Jacob Easton on the roster. So they only have two quarterbacks on the roster as, you know, Sam Darnold's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, I mean, who is going to take, back to the coaches, then the openings, who's going to take that Arizona job? Who wants to step into that mess? It's probably going to be a guy who didn't think he was going to get an opportunity as a head coach and says, hell, let me take this, see what I can do. But there's a lot of people, I'm sure, that'll say, I'm going to wait for the next. Like a guy, like, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, Mike Kafka, uh, Kafka ended up interviewing with Arizona. I know he interviewed with a bunch of places. Uh, but like I a guy like him. Yeah, but I would say. I would say stay, right? Don't right. go to that situation. I mean, the, the, the question comes down to, you know, how much money are these teams offering and how desperate are they? You know, interesting about the Broncos situation, it, you know, and I don't know who you believe, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. You know what they're saying about how this whole thing went down out there said you know denver supposedly was secretly um you know having negotiations with jim harbaugh and then they wanted to meet ryan's and then they settled on sean payton that yeah. that feels really combustible to me out there yeah i mean and that, i don't think that that makes sense to me because i don't think that you pivot from D'Amico ryan's to sean payton because they're Two completely different people, completely different philosophies, and there's compensation that goes to one guy, and you got to pay him $15 million. D'Amico Ryans is a, would be a first-time head coach. He's a defensive guy. And then, Sean Payton's going to be the highest-paid coach in the league, and you got to send picks that way. He Come won't on. be the highest-paid coach in the league. Bill Belichick Well, it'll be close. It'll be close. But um, know this, that if, if you're D'Amico Ryans and you're looking at the – situations now he obviously was a houston texan knows the ownership there and everything else and you know and then you look at the denver situation and you're like wait a minute so russell wilson's going to be here for the next five i don't want to deal with that i need to get me a young quarterback because i need that i need to have i need to be older than the quarterback mm -hmm. i need to be a guy that's clearly in charge and when i get my rookie quarterback in there you know i'm going to be able to, to handle him handling russell wilson and is 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 going to be the the number one priority for Sean Payton. It, it feels right, and I think the fans are probably excited. I'm sure the sponsors are excited. I'm sure season tickets are being sold because they're all going to think that they, they got the right coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, Anthony Gallo out there, he was wearing his Broncos stuff yesterday because he was all fired up. He sent us a group text. He was all going crazy about it. So, yeah, I mean, Sean knows what he's doing now. He's just got to he's got to put his foot down, and he's got to tell Russell Wilson this is what it's this is what it's all about. It's all about football first. Everything else is second. And if you're not going to play it that way, then you're not going to play. So the Arizona Cardinals have interviewed Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, Ihiro Evero, who was a part of the Broncos staff, Sean Payton, who's now out, Vance Joseph. 
And now they've requested interviews, and I'm sure they're conducting them soon, with the two Bengals coordinators, Lou Anarumo and Brian Callahan. I'd be dumb. Don't take it. Don't take it. Now, listen, first-time head coaches are going to take it. They're going to want it. They're going to want to have a, a shot at being a head coach. You know, But this is an organization that fired Steve Wilkes after one year. Mm-hmm. So, again, it goes back to how the organization is run and how unstable it is. Now, Kime's out of there. Yeah, he's out of there. So... Maybe there's a new philosophy, new organizational track that might be appealing yeah, they are, to somebody. They have, a, they have a new jam in there now, so hopefully they'll they'll settle down. I mean, but yeah, it's it's a mess. I mean, they got to figure out what to do with DeAndre Hopkins, who doesn't want to practice. You know, he just wants to go out and play. Uh, not not the easiest guy in the world to deal with. Uh, guys that are late to practice, late to meetings, blow off. Uh, you know, all this all the stuff that's been going on there. Come to my attention, there is a real problem at the office, a real serious problem that Al Dukes came in and told us about, and Uh not good. And there's one of us who is contributing to this problem unknowingly. And I used my crime-solving skills as I watch a lot of uh, investigative crime uh, documentaries, and I'm pretty sure I solved the crime. It's one of us. One of us. Made a critical error unknowingly, and Al Dukes investigated, sniffed it out, and was able to find out who the perpetrator was. And we'll explain that to you at 8.45. At 9 o'clock, Eddie the Picks Jockey is going to join us for the first time in a while because, one, we haven't talked to him after the dentist. Two, apparently he's betting Hofstra Towson tonight and didn't know that I was going to the game. It's just one of the games he looked at. <laughs> He's probably going to ask me to trip a guy or something <laughs> because I'm going to be on the court. You uh, do Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Just like Mike Tomlin did. One of those things. Now what did uh, James Harden do the other night? He came off the bench. Yes. Incredible. What the hell was that all about? He was suddenly forgot to check in. Right. Forgot to check in. Just tried to jump on the court from the bench and got hit in the head with a basketball game. Yeah, apparently. A shift uh, change. Right. Yes. right. So uh, it's going to be a very entertaining Sorry. conversation with Eddie at 9 o'clock and then 845 this investigation that we have going on here. Right now, it's Jerry Recco with sports. What's up, Jerry? I'm brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. Chiefs and Eagles next weekend in Phoenix. So a couple of things here from this uh, Kelsey Brother podcast that I've been listening to now because I've been dying for something this morning. Um, so first things first, here's Jason just talking about the Super Bowl, kind of the cherry on top of what's been a great stretch for these two. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. It really has. I mean, we have the the, the podcast, which is going amazingly well. Uh, I put out a Christmas album, which raised a lot of money, is doing really well. So two things. Number one, they are. They're top five on Apple Podcasts, which hmm. is pretty damn impressive, well, they, I would they, think. They do a very good job. It's they entertaining. Do. That doesn't surprise because they're good. It is good. And then, two, he mentioned the Christmas album, so I went and Googled it. These guys are good. So, first, you're going to hear Jason singing, and then it's Lane. I think it's Lane Johnson. I could be wrong, but I think it's Lane Johnson who takes the second part. Listen to this. I can't hear anything that you guys are saying because the music is playing. I've 
never heard this before. You've heard this before? Yes. Yeah, it was right around Christmas time. It was all over Instagram and everything else. Oh, all right. So uh, I didn't play it. Jerry didn't play. We didn't talk no, about it. I never show. saw it before. I, I thought I had Al play it. No, I do not recall this either. Okay. Yeah, Maybe CBS the, played it. They, they had done this right before. That was awesome. Christmas. That was good. Well, yeah. my letter was good. Jason well, so was, was Jason was good, though. He just stayed within his range. Better yeah. than any of us could do. I don't know uh, about, about that. that. No. I'll give, uh, again, I'll give, we'll it, a give it a try. Well, White what was the song again? White, White Christmas. It's the Drifters version of White Christmas. All right. Can I get a musical background? I'd also like to tell you the uh, the Led Zeppelin song. You know that Yeah. <laughs> we played. They played that last night at Jersey Mike's Arena. And I couldn't get you out of my head. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. The treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. Oh, the oh, snow. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm of a white Christmas. Okay. okay. Yeah, they win. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, so pretty talented. Good year for the Kelseys as they are ripping through now. By the way, you the said Eagles... you were starved for stuff. Did you see the Antonio Brown thing I texted you? No. Oh. I texted because I knew today was going to be a light day. I texted you this Antonio Brown audio. No. He's singing. When did you do that? Last night. Uh, if it was during the basketball game, I probably didn't see it. Is this booming? Yeah, yeah, last Still night at uh, business moment, is 950, that going on? 9.58. Oh, yeah, yeah probably. I was texting back and forth with, with the guys at the... No, all right, my well, bad. Well, now, now you got something it. for 9 o'clock. There you go. Okay. Um, so for the Eagles to obviously win, they had to beat the... Uh, to get to the Super Bowl, they had to beat the Niners. Fred Warner's wife was at the link. She shared some stories of her time there on Instagram. Uh, some terrible experiences, like when the Eagle fans saw that she had a red, she didn't dress in Niners gear, but she did have a Niners colored red bag, mm. which caught the nose, uh, caught the eye of one of the fans. But then I was at the concession stand, and this guy like saw it, and you know he was drunk, so I'll give him that. But he like got in my face, and this other Eagles fan saw it and was like, "Hey man, like you gotta chill out." Like their whole thing is like intimidation. So I tried my best just to not let it get to me. You know, but clearly it did get to her, and then this is the one that really got to her and the way they were just like you know like go home go home and but that's fine like i get it go home but oh like i hope your plane crap like crashes oh. i just listen i'm all about passion but never again <laughs> never that's rough yeah that's well, I, you know we've actually sat here for years and years and years and have warned people we hope your plane crashes. But we yeah. have warned people. So no, this we've warned them about hot dogs coming your hey, way. Dude, this is not surprising at all. You know that. Yeah, that, I mean, we, we were saying don't go to the game. Don't go to the game. We were to go to the Giant game. fans don't right. go to the game. Don't do it. Yeah, the only thing that happened with Giant fans is that that game got out of hand so quickly that that game was over. Oh, sure. So did the Niner game. Did. Yep. All right. Well, I guess so. I, I And I don't know 
when you have a blowout like that, I guess you are in the face because Giant fans were in your face when you got blown out. That's right. Mm-hmm. 100%. It was a little nicer than that. It was just like, <laughs> sucks to be you. Hey, look at Barney. You know, things like that. But it wasn't, I hope you die. I didn't get one of those. That's yeah. a little extreme, is yeah. it not? Yeah, it's Philadelphia. What do you expect? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're right. greasing the polls, Jerry. I Yes, I understand. I, I get it. And they'll be greasing the polls next Sunday in case they win the Super Bowl. I I, I know. I know. I thought I that just was just tough, wrecked though. the city when our team wins. It's crazy. Like, it's one thing you do it to us meatheads. Yeah. To go up to a pretty... She's got to be with 25, 26. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if Fred was with her? Yeah, right. Well, nobody yeah, was yeah, saying yeah, anything yeah, at that point. Over here. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, what else? Uh, here's Stephen Jones. The Cowboys finally spoke yesterday, The uh, at least the Jones, not the brothers, but the son and, <laughs> and dad. Uh, Stephen Jones talking about Mike McCarthy calling plays, and he kind of needs to. Yes, it was fine with Kellen Moore. However, it was time to move on. You take bits and pieces from everyone. That's that's not it. That's not it. I don't know where it is. Uh, here it is. The more he's, you know, been around Kellen and as much as he respects him, there's still a part of it that doesn't totally jive, if you will, with what he wants. All right. So I guess they weren't on the same page at certain times. In the meantime, Kellen Moore landed on his feet very quickly uh, with the Chargers, as we know. He says he'll take some of that stuff from Dallas with him. You take bits and pieces from everyone, and uh, I think that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, we're going to build a 2023 L.A. Chargers offense, and uh, can, will you be able to see the Eric Coriel, Jason Garrett side? Absolutely. Will you see the West Coast and, and Mike McCarthy? Absolutely. Yeah, well, good luck with that. And by the way, speaking of Mike McCarthy, oh, the picture. Steven, did you get the side-by-side of Mike McCarthy and, and the airplane guy? <laughs> Hello? We don't have the rights. Yes, hold on one second. Oh, you do have it. It's an airplane. You're right. Legal told us no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there he is with the suit and tie. With the cheese head, too. Yeah, on right. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, if you took the thing off his head, it'd be even more funny. <laughs> but yeah, there it is. Very good. That's actually pretty close. <laughs> um, John Lynch said, uh, and this is not a surprise, obviously. They asked him about should the NFL go back to the three quarterbacks on game day. Obviously, he said yes. I don't know why you wouldn't. But uh, we shall see. And the Pro Bowl, as we know, or the Pro Bowl games, whatever the hell we're calling it, are this weekend in Vegas. And I saw BetMGM tweeted an oldie but a good uh, oldie but a goodie, and one that Al loves. This is going back to 2002 when Peyton Manning was asked <laughs> about, Mike, about Mike Vanderjack. Made some comments, questioning maybe your passion and your and, and, and the personality that you and Tony Dungy has to being winners. Yeah, that's hard to believe, Lamb. Here we are. I'm out of my third Pro Bowl. I'm about to go in and throw a touchdown to Jerry Rice. We're honoring the Hall of Fame. We're talking about our idiot kicker who got liquored up and ran his mouth off. Awesome. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> it's really Idiot funny. kicker. It's all liquored up. <laughs> all liquored up. And that video, by the way, of another Pro Bowl video that was making the rounds was Boomer in that skills competition. I got someone tweeted that out, and I watched that three or four times yesterday laughing. Which year was that? I don't, I'm not sure the year. I want to say it was something like 20 years ago, roughly. So it was actually the one. It was 2003, and it was a skills challenge. And uh, I was doing the play-by-play with uh, Gus Johnson. Oh, okay. So Gus and I were doing it, and you know Tom Brady's in it. And then there is a there was a legends portion of it, and I was in the les- legends portion of it. Yep. And what's what's great is, so I'm going to take people to Silo Ridge this summer. All right, for a second. Does this 
comes full circle. Okay. We're playing. We're doing the uh, a scramble. We're doing three-man teams. There's money on it. Boomer hits a drive. I mean, as beautiful as you could possibly hit it. Right in the middle of the fairway. I mean, I'm talking close to 300 yards with the roll. And Boomer goes, hey, was that good? Is that okay? That's what he says. <laughs> I watched this video. Boomer hits the bullseye on the last pass he throws to win. He turns around and goes... Hey, is that good? <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> the same phrase. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's why I look at it. Yeah, yes. That is awesome. <laughs> 20 years apart. Yep. You know, it was interesting going back and listening to me talking to Tom Brady as he is going through the, uh, I guess you said, the obstacle course to throw and hit a target, and I'm talking about him and then afterwards and, and he was winded mm -hmm. and uh, i said to him uh you out of breath you're not working out or something <laughs> and this was back in like so he was two years into the league at that wow point. amazing it was a legend already because he had heard he got in the super bowl at that point actually two right yeah i think By so that yes, point, yes. Unbelievable. and who knew it still would be i know to come yeah what five more pretty damn good uh nets lost to the celtics last night as they just got peppered by the long ball tatum against claxton to switch here Steps left, shoots a three, and knocks it down. And the Celtics are five for five from behind the arc. 27 to four. Boston, 527 to go in the first. Uh, they beat them 139 to 96. They hit 26 threes on the night. Jason Tatum had 31. Robert Williams, 16 points, nine rebounds. Uh, here was Cam Thomas. Uh, yeah, they dominated. They started over, you know, crazy, then they started off hot. I didn't start out like eight for eight. They was a missing, so that was that was really the key. Uh, they start off fast, and we start off slow. And that eight for eight meant from three point range, uh, and so the Nets fall to thirty one and twenty. Celtics up to thirty seven and fifteen. Uh, Nets play the Wizards on Saturday. You got the Knicks taking on the Heat. I saw the Sixers came back and beat when the Magic is, uh, last night. Kevin Durant years. coming back? I think he's going to be reevaluated any day now because he was it was last week I think and so they said two more weeks. These games don't mean anything for them until he gets back. Well, he's got to get healthy, but they've won some games as opposed to last year where they won on a well, you know won on a twenty five game losing streak yeah. when he was out. So they have won some games, but uh, yeah, this was not good last night. Knicks Heat tonight. Seton Hall beat St. John's eighty four seventy two. Rutgers buried Minnesota ninety to fifty five. Uh, number ten and number two Tennessee lost to Florida. 67-54, and you got Hofstra and Towson coming up tonight. So was that so much of a blowout? You guys were like telling stories at the end of the game, or what? Um, no, no, I wouldn't say telling stories, but I would say more so having you know having fun looking ahead. Um, it was it really was it was a fun night. I mean, they yeah. killed them in the second half, right? So it was good. But this I Seal meant to play this yesterday. Did you hear Jim Beheim yesterday oh, with another terrible. just another I, student reporter? Yes, I saw it on Twitter. I mean, the guy is such a curmudgeon. So this is from I think two or three nights ago. What's the status on Benny Williams? Is that your question? That's the most important question you had. He was not on today. Is that your most important question here? I'm just curious. He was not on I will answer it. Your attitude is really good either. Benny took a personal day. You can't yeah. hear it as good. I heard it better out in the newsroom, but it's basically he's asking about why, where's the one kid who didn't play. And yeah. he just won't answer the question. He's like, that's your most important question yeah, today? Really? And then he goes to the kid, you know, your attitude is not very good. So it's the, the student newspaper kid or whatever. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, he, he just hates that paper for whatever reason. He's This is what happens. You know, he has been 
in that area and beloved for so many years, and he doesn't like to be challenged because everybody's been kissing his ass for 40 years, and when somebody does it, he belittles them and bullies them. Yeah, that's the second instance in a week. Yeah. Right, because we had another one last week we played. Always hated that guy. Yeah, okay. He <laughs> <laughs> could be in the St. John's sure, fan, sure. I just can't stand him, and yep. now he's just a total jerk towards the end of his career, like I, I, the least likable person on earth. Marty Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. One of the greatest things that has happened for Odyssey at New York in the last year is that Duncan and Odyssey and WFAN have had a partnership that has allowed us to have the best coffee in the world in our break room. And it has real Dunkin' Donuts coffee machines. Like when you go into a Dunkin' Donuts and they fill you up the cup of coffee, that's what we have here. And it's been amazing. However, and it has brought people together. It's brought way. people together. Yes. However, we are are waiting on because we drink so much coffee here because everybody is guzzling it because it's the best coffee in the world. We are waiting on a new shipment of beans, caffeinated beans, caffeinated beans for so, three days. So, so Al Dukes came in here. Very rarely does he come in here with a serious face. It's usually, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? This is funny. He came in with this dead serious face. I was like, oh my god, what did we say? What did we do? And it was about this situation. So, Al, you take it from here. Well, I go in every morning, like, uh, just before the warm-up show, I, I make a batch of coffee. And the last couple of days, there has been no coffee. So, I went back again this morning. It wasn't there. I was like, okay. So, then, during the program, Eddie comes in, and he has a cup. He goes, oh, coffee's uh, fresh coffee. I go, no. I go, we haven't a coffee. He goes, yeah, no, it's in the machine. I said, okay. I said, well, let me go check it out during the break. So I go back there, and there's two containers. There's a container of beans for decaf and a container of beans for regular coffee. And the regular coffee one was full of beans. Mm. I went, huh. So I went to see where we store the beans, and there were still no regular beans. So I said, either somebody squirreled away a big thing of beans, which I'm considering doing on the coffee delivery so that we have beans when everyone else runs out. Yeah. I said, "Mm, what's the likelihood of that? I said, well, let me look in the garbage to see if I could find the wrapper of the thing of beans, what was just recently thrown out. And this is because you watch a lot of ID Channel, you love the murder mysteries, this is now ingrained in you. Let me check the trash for evidence. Yes, let me take check the trash for evidence. And there, right there in the trash, was a freshly opened bag, discarded decaf. Uh To which I put a sign back there, and I wrote... I'm almost 100% sure that the regular coffee is, in fact, decaf beans. So somebody... And then I came in to tell you. Right. So you came in to tell us, and you said somebody put the decaf in the regular and bamboozled the staff into thinking they were drinking regular coffee. And we got zombies all over this building walking around going, why am I so tired today? And this, to me, is a crime against Odyssey Humanity. I wrote on the sign, beware if you require caffeine. Perfect. Love that. Turns out, the man who did this is none other. I'm Boomer Esiason. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Well, first of all, he came in here and he told us this whole story. And I said it was me. That's your error. (laughs) Did I not? You did. And the reason I went back there, because I haven't been here in a couple days... And I figured I needed a cup of coffee, and there was none made, and I had no idea that that was decaf coffee that I was putting the beans. I, I and and to your uh, defense, uh, yes, it's very light. Pr- 
printing on the I couldn't thing. see that. It's a light. It's I, a very light orange. Yeah, because the lights are not on back there. It's a silver bag, and there's a bunch of silver bags back there. It looks normal, so I ended up doing it. So now you got to take responsibility. You make a lot of errors, man. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean, did, I said it when he came in here. I said, yeah, that was me that did this. I mean, but. All these, like, Zach Martins walking around going, hey, good morning. There's a cup of coffee. He has no idea that's filled with decaf coffee. It's doing nothing for him. Yo, I had no idea it was filled with decaf coffee either. And I drank already two cups this morning, and it tasted fine. I know I'm not getting the caffeine that I'm normally getting, but I also love the taste of it. So, I don't know what to tell you guys. Well, I mean, I was just... I mean, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. If I I ruined your morning, I believe you. I totally apologize. I was trying to be like one of the guys around here, not, you know, acting like a super celebrity, saying, do this for me, do that for me. I'll go back and do it myself and to try to help everybody else out around here. Because when I went back there, there was no coffee in there at all. And the red lights were flashing. Right. So, you did what you felt was the right thing. You filled up the bean... Uh, the grinder. Yes, the grinder. Yep. And then made coffee. Yep. But unfortunately, it's decaf. Decaf. Yeah, I understand. Now, for you to go dumpster diving to find this evidence, that means that you were very, very upset about this situation. He was, he was annoyed. Well, no, I was so curious how regular coffee could have been made. And I was starting to think, does 1010 wind squirrel away beans? You know, that could be a thing. That that right. definitely could be a thing. So I thought, I'll look in the garbage, and if there were real beans, if they were regular beans... You would have known that somebody was hoarding the beans. I, mm, I would have started with 1010 wins and then engineering. <laughs> All right, so now, so now, if you still feel that way, because maybe that is what's going on still, that oh, could still be going that on. Somebody could be squirreling away or, beans. Or right. worse taking them home. Oh, boy. Oh, the, that is totally unacceptable. And that's happened with K-Cups. And if somebody does that, there's got to be a camera on it. Like, when you stole all that stuff from Kansas City. What? We need, we need to have a camera on to make sure people aren't stealing those beans. Crazy. Uh, by the way, I didn't steal anything from Kansas City. Uh, Mr. It, it was Steven Spector, I think his yeah. name was. By the way, is related to the big, big boss. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's got the position in Kansas City. All right, yeah, right. so um, I, like he's running New York. Eh? <laughs> so I, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like, "Hey, if you need anything, just twenty-four. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, like a food area over there, food court, and everything. Just go over and grab something." And I, that's how I took it. Go over and grab something and he, pay for it. No, 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 no. He was very nice. And I know it annoyed some of the on-air personalities back there in Kansas City because we easily, as radio personnel, get annoyed at things that happen, especially when a guest is in town and they're getting preferential treatment or it's felt to be preferential treatment. Well, you did. Oh, oh, oh. He oh, picked you up. Well, he did. He picked me up. He, brought, he was going to go in anyways like Spikey goes in that early. Okay. Well, he picked you up, went out of his way there, said you could have 10 free items. You raided the place. You said, look at all this free stuff. You told us it was free. It was not free. And then you blew him off for the interview. It was free for me. And you blew him off for the interview. It was free for me. And he knew that I had to go catch a flight. Yeah, he could have called on the cell phone. I had to go catch a flight. Come on. And by the way, I got like three hours of sleep. Like I, I could have just blown Monday off, but I didn't want to do that to you guys because I felt it was important to be on the radio with you guys talking about the game. Sure. But it wasn't important enough for you to call in yesterday, right? I was sleeping yesterday. 
You guys are a pain in my ass. Really, honestly. I'm back there trying to make coffee. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to stay in line. You know, you know what? I may just say That's your error. F it. Hey, listen. <laughs> Al did some more investigating. Yeah, what what else is Al investigating now? We believe you were awake. That's our position. I was awake for about five minutes. And we, you were saying goodbye. Actually, they actually had you on uh in that hotel. We believe it was earlier than that. And why is that? Why? Because of a text I sent? We've got evidence. We've got we've got witnesses. Okay. Good for you guys. Prosecution has witnesses. <laughs> okay. Yep. Now, this witness, I don't think, would accept our invitation if we called that witness to the stand. Because that witness is very much a boomer person. Okay. But... We've got some in, we got some inside info. Okay, we'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> the next thing we're going to figure out is Eddie Brown's teeth situation. Eddie, the picks jockey, apparently he's going to pick either Hofstra or Towson tonight, the game that I'm going to. And also, he said he lived with strippers for many years. So these are the things that we have to get <laughs> to the bottom of. Hi, Boomer Geo, coming live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. On the fan and CBS Sports Network, we're getting Eddie the Picks Jockey on, but I had this wonderful icon parking spot for several months. It was really the greatest thing that ever happened to me. What happened? Well, it was a it was a deal that I knew would expire after a certain time. That was the deal, so I signed up for it. You know, nothing lasts forever. True. So this did not last forever, and I loved it so much. But the problem is now. Like, I have to go back to parking like I used to on the street. Oh, that's And I've nice. totally forgotten everything. And then the app has changed since I've done this. And now i got to put my card back in again. And I'm like, I'm freaking out now. Because I'm going to get another... Uh, oh, yeah, the whole app is updated. It oh, actually works much better. God. They did a nice job with it. But, yeah, you got to enter everything again. Yeah, it's like, son of a... So that's what i got to do now, quickly, while we're getting Eddie on the phone. What is my C- CVN number? <laughs> God. All right, here we go. There's nothing worse. Okay. I got an email from, like, National Grid. They're like, uh, you're behind on your payments. I'm like, how am I behind on my payments? I have automatic pay, you know? Oh, God. And then you try to go into National Grid, and it's, like, impossible to get in there to figure out what the hell they're sending you emails for. I've had, I can go on and on. There's one story I'm not going to tell on the air. I'll tell you off the air about the incompetence of stuff like that. Whether it's PSE and G Long Island, National Grid, like who are all these people and what are they doing? And their websites blow. They're the worst. And you would think with the amount of money that they're making and the amount of money that they're pulling in it, they would do something to fix and rectify and make it a little bit user friendly. I agree with that. PSE and G a lot easier than National Grid, by the way, but still not great. Right. All right. So uh, Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, is with us. Uh, he's been making picks. I did not see who he picked last night, if it was a winner or a loser. He has still got a huge following, people following his picks. He did go to the dentist last Friday. We have not spoken to him since that. And there's also some other things we need to get into, like potentially betting Hofstra Towson tonight. Like Eddie did tweet out, and he lived with strippers for many years. So I wanted to talk to him this okay. morning. Uh, Eddie, good morning. How you doing, man? Good, good. I had two winners last night. Perfect. Down at one. Okay, great. What, what were the teams again? Uh, it was Bryant and South Florida, and the breakdown on Penn State and Purdue. But I didn't bet that. Okay, awesome. Great job, Eddie, and stay hot. And I'm glad that your followers are are making some dough. All right, first things first. 
from your perspective, the dentist appointment that Boomer set up for you on Friday, how did that go? Super. He's a superstar dentist, and he's uh, from Maryland, like Boomer. He must have known him there. Oh, okay. Did you know this man? Back I, did, in the day? I, I okay. did not know the dentist. Somebody knew him for me, and then I made the call for you, Eddie. And I'm glad that uh, and all reports said that uh, the uh, the initial, uh, I guess, inspection worked out well, and, and you were happy with uh, what he was saying to you. Yes, he's very good. He's a two-percenter. Okay. 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 You love saying that. Yes, yes. he does love saying um, that. <laughs> that is one of the go-to things. When, when is your next uh, appointment with him? Uh, March 7th, but they may bump it up. Okay. Cancellation. Okay, so what does the dentist expect from you when you go in for this March 7th appointment? Because it sounded like to me he's looking for you to step up your own oral hygiene to see that you're committed to this. I've been pulling the string three times a day. Pulling the string. Does that mean the flossing? Floss, the flossing? Yeah, yeah. He's pulling the string up and down on every tooth. Now, you uh, did have some problem with this because I'm going to read you one of your tweets back. You said, I'm glad I was told how to pull the string between the teeth. I was going sideways, not up and down. I wasted a couple of days. True. So you, uh, were, you were pulling a string horizontally? A piece of going up and down. A floss horizontally yeah. in your mouth? And not going in between the teeth. No, they were in between, but I was just pulling it straight across. Oh, yeah, okay. you had to kind of like go up and down. Right, right, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Get I, some I, of that gook out of there. Yeah. So I reverted back to that. Okay, good, okay, good, good, good. And did he give you other stuff? Special toothpaste, brush several times a day. What else did he tell you? Yes, yes, and he gave me a nice soft toothbrush. Okay, extra soft toothbrush, perfect. Yeah. Love all that. Now, what do you believe the plan is for your teeth? Do you think that you're going to get a whole new brand set of teeth, or he's just going to replace a couple of things here or there? Uh, he may be able to put maybe two implants in because the bone structure is screwed up. Okay. And I can keep these as long as I pull the string through. Okay, as long as you continue to floss. Is there a, is there a price on this yet? Because, of course, you've got... Uh, this GoFundMe page that is happening right now where there are tens of thousands of dollars in this GoFundMe page. So for your teeth specifically, do you have any idea the cost yet? No, but uh, the GoFundMe girl went with me, so she might know. Yeah, Eddie, can you can you do me a favor? Her name is Danielle. She's helping yeah, you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, Danielle. Right. She's, she's, on, she's also on the line, if we could lock Eddie in. Um, so, Danielle, do you like being called the GoFundMe girl? I cannot even deal with it. <laughs> so, so, you don't, you, that's prefer, not... I would prefer Danielle. Okay. All right, you got that, Eddie? Okay. Yeah, that's not hard. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's very nice of you, Danielle, to do this, by the way. Right, of course, to take time out of your, your life to help Eddie out. So, um, she even drove down. She even drove down, right, which is which is awesome. So, Danielle, from your perspective, how did things go with this dentist? So, Dr. Wallengren could not have been any nicer to us. He very thoroughly explained everything, our options going forward. He told us why he needed more time to review Scans and 3D models, um, and then we actually the appointment on March 
seventh is um, a consult with a periodontist that he recommended because he needed to determine bone and tissue density to see like what viability the teeth still have. Okay. And I can't okay. even believe these words are coming out of my mouth because I don't understand. I never understood this before a week ago. Right, all the stuff that happens with somebody who has lost their teeth and how to fix it. So you are fully immersed. I mean, this is something that has taken over your life, and I'm sure part of you feels good about it because you're doing a good deed, but the other part of you is telling yourself never to do something like this again. I feel like I did, like, big brothers, big sisters, but for a grandpa. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And, right. and by the way... Uh, Payment, you're, you're able to make payment where payment needs to be made? Well, so far, what Dr. Wallengren's office has offered to do is invoice me um, for each appointment. And then at the conclusion, we're going to determine the proper method of payment. Okay. Um, and, like, the first appointment was $900. Like, so it's not cheap. So even though we have $14,000... Like, the next appointment is probably going to be close to $1,000, too. Like, it's not cheap to get an entire new mouth of teeth. Yeah, so you're thinking that there's a chance that there's not going to be money left over, but rather we're going to need more money to cover this. That's correct. And I actually put, I had Eddie put a poll out on his Twitter yesterday to do a black hole for the Super Bowl. Um just to raise more money. And so it seems like the majority of people want to do it for $25. If we do it 50-50, that gives us $1,200 more. And literally at this point, every penny counts. Right. Um, All right. Well, good. If we're going to do it right. And there's a lot of haters online. Like, I have to commend you guys no. for, like, even sticking up for Fred Warner's wife. Like, I need to thank you for being so respectful to women callers. Um, and being defensive of people who disrespect them because the amount of hate I'm getting on social media <laughs> is out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry about that, Danielle. I mean, it's just it's just mean people. And, and really, the people that we want to support Eddie are the ones that are winning with Eddie's picks. Right. So though, I want to reiterate that. So this is not like a, a crowdsourcing type of thing that we're doing as a radio station and a show. We want Eddie's followers who are winning money, if they would like, to contribute back to Eddie because Eddie has won you money, a little bit of your winnings if you want to help him get new teeth. That's what this is about. Yes. Um, so I just want to reiterate that. Uh, okay. Uh, so, and Danielle, please, like Boomer said, I know it's tough. I know this is new to you. Don't worry about those people. All they're trying to do is make you feel bad. And if you feel bad from what they tweet, then they win. We don't want those people to win. So do your best to understand that that's all nonsense and noise. Uh, Danielle, is there I any... Couldn't, I couldn't care less. Okay, good. Perfect. Love to hear. All right. So, you know, we're not with Eddie. We're not behind the scenes. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you'd like to share with us about <laughs> your experience. So please tell us some other things that have gone on between you, Eddie, and this process. <laughs> I mean, so, like, we drove down to Baltimore, and we're sitting in um, the bank. We did end up going to M&T Bank. I spoke with them the day before. There's a, a, a branch local to him. Because eventually, the GoFundMe does need to be dispersed. So we had to open a joint account. And everything went great. We handed over all the documents. And then <laughs> somebody called Eddie while we were sitting in this appointment, and he, like, proceeded to talk for five minutes in the office, in the bank, about college basketball and betting picks. <laughs> Eddie, is that true? Yeah. 
Okay. Could you, okay, I apologize. I, you, I don't mean to say any mistruth. Right. Could you have told that person, hey, I'm doing something important at the bank. I'll call you right back. Was that an option? Yeah, it was, but I wasn't thinking. Okay. All right. But Just they should have sure. also known. I have to say that they should have also known. If anybody's been paying any attention, they knew that Friday was Eddie's big day. Yes. Right. Of course. And don't call Eddie during that day for college basketball stuff. All right. Uh, Danielle, before I talk to Eddie uh, by himself again, are how are you holding up mentally with this whole situation? Oh, I'm fine. I have a good mental bandwidth. I mean, I this it's a, it almost feels like a practical joke, but I really don't mind taking this on. I mean, we're like working. I have to take sedatives to go to the dentist. Like, I have severe anxiety when it comes to going to the dentist. Yeah. And I have like a notebook full of getting Eddie Crown, bridges, implants, wax molds. And I mean, I never in my world to stream picture this. But I just want to help get this man teeth. My name's on the go, fund me. Yeah. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Right. Atta girl. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's great. So uh, stay in contact. Now, you sent a bunch of videos to Tom Izzo. I don't know if he's put any of this together yet. This was over the weekend. So I'm hoping that uh, he is working on the video of Eddie going to the dentist so he can put something out for our audience. So I know you did your job. We're just hoping that uh, the people here uh, get that video out. So thanks, Danielle. Anything else that we have forgotten before we say goodbye for today? I do have one thing. You guys were talking about um, the rigging of the NFL. <laughs> and one of the coolest things about the Kelsey brothers that I've been paying attention to is that Jason Kelsey's wife is 38 weeks pregnant. And so they're flying out not only her, but her entire family and their obstetrician to come and watch them in the Super Bowl just in case she manages to happen to, ba happen to have a baby while Super Bowl is going on. And if that is not cinematic, I don't know what is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, that there's is another story for you. Yeah, it's another story. All right, Danielle, take care. We'll be in touch, right? Yeah, have a good one. All right, okay. there goes Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Yes. Uh, all right, Eddie. So uh, you're going to call her Danielle, not the GoFundMe girl anymore. So we've established that. The next thing I need to get to is this story about you living with strippers for many years. Is that correct? Oh, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know it's the truth. I mean, you, but you put it out there on Twitter. So, so tell us more about that. Well, you know when to pick your battles with them. If they say something, they'll tell you one time. You worry about your job, and I'll worry about mine. So you never mention it again. You don't want to tick them off. Okay. All right. That's good yeah. advice for every anybody who's living with strippers right now. Yes. And, and a lot of them have been sexually abused, and they won't tell you for a while. So that's not good. No, that's you know? not. That's not good. But how, how did you come to live in a situation with strippers is really my question. No, I knew them all. Okay. Just from going going to the strip clubs. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. All right. So you developed a relationship because you're a regular customer at these strip clubs, and no, I was. I didn't have to pay for anything. Okay. So, but you attended the strip clubs so much yes. and become friendly with them. Yes. And you established a trusting relationship with several strippers, and then all of a sudden you said, "Hey, let's get this apartment together." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and how many how many strippers did you live with? Four. Four of them at the same different time. Huh? Four, no, no, four different ones. Four different strippers. Ten years. How, so were ten their, years. how were their teeth? 
theirs were good. Theirs were good. Okay, so four different strippers. Oh, this, is, this is years ago. No, I know. Four different strippers over the course of, of 10 years. Did the relationship go from friendship into sexual with these strippers? No. It did not. Well, once I knew them, I was in. Once you're in, you're in. Right. You don't trust a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like like a pit bull kind of. You know. I mean, you you yeah, got to be yeah. right. So, but you at no point tried to make sexual advances on these stripper roommates of yours. You just stayed platonic. No, 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 no. No, they were girlfriends. They were girlfriends. Yes. Okay, so I said, I, I asked you if you had a physical sexual relationship with them. You said no, and now you're telling me they were girlfriends. No, no, you said right away. And I and okay. it usually it happened in a few days. It oh. didn't take long. Okay. I had one, actually I was dating one. I wasn't living with her. I was trying to pick this one up. And then I said, well, three strikes, I'm out. So I'm out waiting for one of them to get off work at like 10 of 8. And she says, your girlfriend's ugly. I said, well, you don't give me no time of day. She said, well, you didn't try hard enough. Interesting. So that was your in. That was the icebreaker. with Yeah, it's the stripper number two. Now, when you moved in with them, you hadn't had a sexual relationship. You just had that was the trust factor. Hey, I'm going to live with Eddie for a while. And then eventually they trusted you and then you sealed the deal. Okay. All right. Perfect. So that makes a little bit more sense. Did they pay rent or did they live? Oh, yeah. In- they paid half of it. Really? Wow. One time I got, I got hurt and I didn't work for nine weeks and they, she paid it all. Really? See, I thought that these yeah. strippers were, were just, I don't know, with the way things go in life. I thought that because you were a customer and a guy and everything else that maybe you said, hey, come live with me. I'll house you. And then. No, no. no it's I not- wasn't a customer. I, they knew me. How did you get everything for free in a strip club? I knew the bartenders, too. So they just let you run roughshod in this place and get whatever you wanted? what I wanted. Wow. I mean, that's that's interesting. Because you were a celebrity jockey or just because based yeah, on your personality? Because I was, a, I was a nice guy. Because you were a nice guy. All right. All right. Interesting. How many years ago was this? Uh, 25 was the last one. 25 years ago was the last stripper yeah, that you lived The last with. one was a twin. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you see the other twin? Yes, I've seen her. Did of course, you, they work together. They work together. The twins work together. Do you yeah. have... Did Did you get both of them at the same time? No, 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 no. Okay. No, they, didn't, they would not go for that. Did you ask? No. Oh, okay. I feel like I that's had, a missed opportunity. I had one ask me, uh, you can come over and me and your girlfriend, and when I went over, there was another one laying on the couch. And they grabbed me in the other room and said, can Alex stay? She doesn't want to go to work. I said, sure, she can stay. And I'm thinking, she's the best looking of the three. Yeah. So you're telling me you had a um, sexual romp with you and three other strippers? Yes. Wow. 25 years ago? No, more than that. Okay. That was, uh, Probably 30-something. Wow. That, I mean, you got to be thinking about that all the time. That's that's like Eddie Brown's glory days, right? That was a long time. I don't even think about it anymore. Mm, come on. How do you not think about it anymore? I mean, if I had a foursome with three strippers, that's all I'd think about. Well, 
That was years ago. <laughs> I understand, but still. I mean, you gotta move on. I mean, it's no big deal. You don't move on from that, man. That's a that that's a spank bank, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> your idea, not mine. I said yes. Okay, I mean, but you're acting like they guilted you into it. I mean, come on, Eddie. No, this no, is... they, no, no. They just suggested it, and I said, I'm in. Okay. All right. All right. All Very right. good. So you must have been a nice young whippersnapper back then. Yes, I had teeth. You had teeth. You were probably a good-looking guy. You know, the whole thing. Money. Right, right, right. And so do you go to strip clubs still to this day? No, I haven't been to one in years. Really? So you were able to just drop that habit? Yeah, why not? Why not? It seemed like, why not? You dated four different strippers, you lived with them, and you had a foursome with one of them. What do you mean, why? It's not just something you run away from. Uh, I wasn't going to pick one up when I was in my 40s or in their 20s. Yeah, I just thought, but still, you still, I just thought maybe you'd still go and enjoy the atmosphere, you know? Well, I haven't been in years. All right, good to know. Get these new teeth you go, though. Right, exactly. Will that make you go back to the strip club if you get the new chompers? No. I'm no. Too He's too old. He's, He's too old. He's All right. done. All right, you're done with that part of your life. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Do you still keep in contact with the ladies that you live with, these old girlfriends? No, some of them are dead. One of them hung herself oh. when she was 27. Oh, man. Jesus, Eddie. Oh, man, that's horrible. Did you? Yeah, well, were you with her at the time? I wasn't with her then. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is brutal, Eddie. I'm sorry that you lost a friend yeah. like that. Yeah. Wow, man, you've been through some stuff, man. Yes. Wow. So are you uh, betting on tonight's uh, Hofstra-Towson game? I'm thinking about it. You are. Which uh, which way are you thinking? Well, Hofstra had a tough game the last time, and they regressed, but I still might take them. Okay. Did you think about this game before you knew I was going to the game? Yes, yes, I thought about it yesterday. I do research the day before a lot of times. Okay, so you're not just picking the game because I'm going to be there. Because I am not going to, like, you know, trip a player or something to make you win your bet. I'm not I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, I wouldn't try Charles Thompson. He's uh, 6'7", 235. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, knows, he knows the stuff. There you go. All right, Eddie. Well, listen, I, if, you're, if you're leaning Towson, don't tell anybody, okay? Because I don't need that type of juju. I am a Hofstra... No, Okay, good. All right, good, good. I love to hear that. It's all about Hofstra tonight. Well, what is the line, by the way, Eddie? Three and a half. So Hofstra's favored by three and a half. Yeah, they're home. Okay, okay. yeah. All right, very good. We'll be uh, checking your Twitter account, Eddie4Money, on Twitter. And he'll put out picks and some other great stuff and great content for you uh, to be entertained. Uh, Eddie, anything else you want to let us know before uh, we go today? I had a friend that fought Macho Camacho and the Tasmanian Devil. He lost, but at least he got in the ring with him. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Is he, is he still alive? No, he got killed. Okay. Ooh, what yeah, do you mean he got, he got killed? killed? A long time ago. What do you mean he, he got killed? King ripped him off. He was, the Camacho, he was supposed to get 20000 and Don King deducted hotels and training seats. Wow, so he got he got ripped off when he fought Hector Macho Camacho and, yeah, and Don. Five. Okay. Wow. And then um and, and he got he got murdered? Yeah. Do you know the details around that? Oh yeah, I know what happened. He was uh, dealing heavy duty drugs, he had plenty of money. They come in and robbed him and 
stole it and killed him while they were at it. Did those people get caught and prosecuted? Are they in jail? No, they never caught them. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, man. Mm. I tell you. All right, Eddie. Well, um, this is some heavy information you dropped on us today. But uh, I understand it's true, and it gives us more perspective on your life. And we're happy that the first dentist point went well. Keep doing the floss. Keep doing the brushing. And uh, we'll take one step at a time to get you the new teeth. Great. Thank you. All right. Absolutely, All right, Eddie. All right, have we'll a good talk, day. talk to you yes. soon. Also, All right. You have a great day. All right. Our uh, digital team has reached out to me. Okay. Uh, and showed me they sent 21 videos yesterday afternoon. That was the... So he didn't have them all weekend. Oh, okay. okay. And <laughs> he sent me some of the videos. They're just like three seconds of Eddie locking his door. And just... <laughs> This is, the, this is the most bizarre snippet video. Like he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> okay, I thought he got those videos. I thought he said he got eighteen videos like days ago, didn't he? No, they just came through yesterday. Oh, they... four eleven p.m. yesterday. Twenty one videos. Wow, <laughs> you got to see some of these. Okay, he's like, what do, what do you want me to do with these? It's just Eddie unlocking a door, and then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby. We should just put them out one by one just for the hell of it. And just like, you know, be like, this is it. Piece it all together. Piece it all together. (laughs) Right. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Eddie Life videos. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Spent a lot of time talking to Eddie and Danielle, so we are getting to Jerry Recco late with an update and a moment of the day, but he is here and he's going to give us the sports and he's going to give us moment of the day. We're going to do all of that to wrap up this Thursday morning. We got one more day in the studio before we go to Phoenix. How about that? And warmer weather and sunshine and no clouds. You know what else that means? It's only one more day that the Holland Tunnel is not open for us. That's right. Huge deal for you guys. I have not had to suffer through like that like you have, but I know how much this means it's to you. It's very so I'm exciting. Very happy for you. That is awesome. This is a this is a game changer. Yeah. I mean, so is the Holland Tunnel going out of the city closed? It will be starting next week. For how long? Probably four years. Like it was coming in. <laughs> and and uh, what, at night, night it's closed? Yeah, was it midnight to I five? I think 11 to five. 11 to five. They changing the tiles out or something? That's I don't know re- what they're doing, to be quite honest. Yeah, we can't determine what they did for the past four years in our tunnel, because when we drive through it, it looks exactly the same. Well, it might be, it might be the outer side of the... It, outer it's room. Sandy-related repairs. Yes, yes. Okay. But what that is, we're not sure. All I know is it's open for the first time it, in four years. And it's not, I don't think it's a cosmetic situation. Let's hope not for four years. Structural. Structural. Yes. Don't know. I- infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Correct. Is ELEC doing it? Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure they got hope some so. people on it. Hope there you so. go. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. A couple more from uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey on their podcast that was released yesterday. So we've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about the Eagle fans and the way things have been at the link when you go to these games. And so Travis was watching from afar, as you know, because he was in Kansas City playing while Jason was playing in Philly. And Travis did ask about uh, Joey Bosa being heckled at the mm-hmm. link as he was trying to watch his brother. Did you get under Joey Bosa's skin? Really? I didn't see Joey. Well. I didn't see Joey. Those videos are hilarious, though. Man. And I could, for one, I can kind of uh, understand what Joey was going through. As a, as a brother going to an opposing team that your brother's playing arena... 
Because I got to basically do that during your Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Which was in Tampa, and then he explained how he was heckled. We ended up walking for miles with just a bunch of Tampa Bay fans with my big Kelsey 87 jersey on my back. And let me tell you, Tampa Bay was letting me know they won the game, for sure. It was a it was a rough walk home for me, mom, and dad. See, not just Philadelphia. Huh. So much so, Travis says, we lost the game. It wasn't great for us either. It was rough on everybody. They were throwing rocks and eggs at our bus when we were leaving in the, the Super Bowl in Tampa. It was How about that? Buccaneer fans. Yes. Man, oh, man. Animals everywhere. Right. And that was just Philly. That Super Bowl was pre-COVID. So people were probably... Wasn't was a, that the no, COVID no, no, year? No, that was 20, like, they well, only had 25,000 yeah. people. That was, oh, a COVID it was the COVID year. year. Yes. Yeah, it was, that was a COVID our year. Super Bowl on mm-hmm. CBS. Oh, okay, so yeah, people were pissed off then. That was what's we going on. We couldn't go anywhere. We went down there. We had to get That's tested right. every freaking day. Oh, was, my God. It was just over. Everything was overkill. Pretty funny. So it happens everywhere. Meantime, and this did. I went back and saw my phone. Your text got lost in a sea of texts. Oh, okay. While I was doing the Rutgers All game. Good. Yeah. So here was Antonio Brown resurfacing. Now, He's doing just, a freestyle. So, yeah. He's, I'm beginning to the whole new song that he's put out there. Yeah. Um, just for the image, there's a large man behind him dancing on a counter, it looks like. I don't know what the hell he's doing to this. Hi. Man, I'm getting fafa. No Google Gaga. Omega Safa. Getting all the Spanish, call it Papa. Numbers going up, they say, ha ha. Got a dancing on the toe. Do the cha cha. Hit a call, it's lit, it said, Papa. Genius. <laughs> like Jay-Z freestyled it. <laughs> I mean, I wish I would have saw this at the time. I play this every hour. Hi. Yeah, I'm getting fafa. No Google Gaga. I'm making sapa. Getting all the spinach, call it papa. Numbers going up the sand. Ha-ha. Got a dancing on the toe. Do the cha-cha. Hit it, call it, let it, said papa. So now one more. So so there's a guy. Yeah, so for context, I'll be the fat guy. Boomer, you're Antonio Brown. Do your singing. Hi. Yeah, I'm getting fafa. No Google Gaga. Omega Safa. Getting all this money. Call it Papa. Numbers going up. They say, ha ha. Got a dancing on the toe. Do the cha cha. Hit it. Call it. Let it. Say, Papa. Turn it off. It's hilarious. Man, he is out of his mind. Get the spinach. Call him Papa. What's a fafa? I don't know. Dude, a fafa. Yeah, actually, the first line, one more time, the first line. See what he's trying to say there. Yeah. Hi. Me, I'm getting fafa. Me, I'm getting fafa. Omega safa. Omega safa. I want to put this on my Spotify. Fafa. Safa. Gugu gaga. Strange. Get the spinach, call him papa. Very, very strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> feel bad for the guy, but that is what it is. Um, just one other one from football. Jerry Jones has, um, well, he spoke for the first time since the Cowboys lost to the Niners. This is on Mike McCarthy that will indeed be calling plays going forward for his club. This is the logical step to build on it and use what uh, we've established, or if you will, the foundation of the wins we've got. This is a time for us to build on it, and that's what this is. This is a building step. I can't look at him now without the airplane <laughs> reference. 
<laughs> that picture, too, is just unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's God. Oh, that is funny. Anyway, so you got that. Um, I know you guys talked about the whole giant thing that was in the paper that I guess it was Saquon Barkley turned down the three years, $12.5 million a year before they decided no more talks. So we'll see where that goes. And they have not spoken to Daniel Jones yet, but we do assume that that will get done somewhat soon. Um, Celtics beat the Nets 139-96. Listen to the end of this, the score. Round of the front court, pull up, left wing three, and it's good again! And this is stunning. 435 to go in the first, 33 to 7. Celtics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow well, is right. They just got mauled. 139-96 as Boston hit 26 three-pointers on the night. The Nets just nine. Uh big games for Tatum and for Brown. Celtics 37 and 15. The Nets now 31 and 20. Uh Nets are off tonight. They'll take on the Wizards on Saturday while the Knicks do play the Heat tonight. College basketball, you had Seton Hall beat St. John's 84-72. Rutgers easy over Minnesota 90-55 to and tonight it will be Hofstra and Towson if you are there stop by and say hello to one Geo who will be on the bench feet to the ground as he likes to say. Time now for moment of the day which is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Oh! Your moment of the day just happened but the lager didn't reset so there's yeah. not a whole lot I can do about it. Um, so I went back to last hour, which uh, neaked out one from earlier where you were reminiscing about Boomer's Pro Bowl Challenge. It was 2003, and it was a skills challenge. And uh, I was doing the play-by-play with uh, Gus Johnson. Oh, okay. So Gus and I were doing it, and you know Tom Brady's in it. And then there is a there was a legends portion of it, and I was in the les- legends portion of it. Yeah, and it, what's what's great is... So I'm going to take people to Silo Ridge this summer, all right, for a second. So this comes full circle. Okay. We're playing. We're doing the uh, a scramble. We're doing three-man teams. There's money on it. Boomer hits a drive. I mean, as beautiful as you could possibly hit it. Right in the middle of the fairway. I mean, I'm talking close to 300 yards, the roll. And Boomer goes, hey, was that good? Is that okay? That's what he says. I watched this video. Boomer hits the bullseye on the last pass he throws to win. He turns around and goes, hey, is that good? Is that okay? The same phrase. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's why I look at it. Well, it wasn't broke. There you go. Moment of the day. Sports Network, getting geared up for Phoenix, and I've gotten some invites lately to some parties, and one of which I'll just not be able to attend because of the time, and it's unfortunate because it's the agency that represents you, and I love Steve, and I love Frank, and they've always been very, very kind to me, but their party's at 9 p.m. Yeah, I, I, he knows I can't do it, so I know. I'm not going either. So that's a tough one. However, I, got us, I got us all set up, man, over there at the, the PGA. You know, we're, we are totally locked in if we want to be. Tuesday night's their big uh, party night. A lot of celebs, a lot of things going on if you want to go to that. I can't go to that. Uh, you know, I got uh, the, I got the tickets for pretty much the entire week to go. I yeah. mean, you said you wanted to go. I did, but I can't. Okay. Just the way that it worked out. Okay. Unfortunately, okay, can't do it. So, want me to babysit and you and Gina go? <laughs> you don't want that. What do you mean, Sabrina? 
Yeah. She's, she's, I can handle her. You'd have to get her to bed, though. Get in bed. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like I, I did would, to Sydney. Get in bed and just button it up. I would love to see that battle because that would be epic. That would, that's a better matchup than the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina versus Boomer at bedtime. <laughs> um, so anyway, no, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's just it's just the way that it's working out. She's going to be with us, Sabrina. It's just going to be tough. I, as much as I desperately wanted to go to the waste management, it's just it's just not going to work out. But there's another party that that I see that kind of fits into our wheelhouse. All right, starts at 4 p.m. local time out there. Okay, which is great, right? Yeah, that's 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 perfect. So it's Thursday. I don't know what you're doing Thursday. Golfing. Okay, but maybe four to seven, so maybe you golf in after the show, maybe. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe. see. All right, and it's at uh, Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers uh, at the Ballpark, which I guess is a restaurant bar there. Okay. And it's Maggie and Perloff. Oh. The, well, there you go. Did, we, well, did they invite us? Yes, all of us are invited. All right, sounds good. I think that's tremendous. Ah, but it's downtown, right? So I'm not going to be staying downtown. So Yeah, I understand. But, I mean, there's Uber situations, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're putting together this whole thing. they got all these sponsors here. And this is incredible. Hey, Al, where's our party? I was going to say. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think we have one. Oh, we, we definitely don't have one. Super Bowl party, like the most boring party that you could possibly go yeah, to. Yeah, starting at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, ending at 2.10. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming. <laughs> But I was, I mean, I, I'm pleasantly surprised that they're hosting a Super Bowl party. I think that's great. I mean, I do, do they, are they paying for this? I know, I have so many questions when I got that invite. Are, is Odyssey paying for this? Is it underwritten by a sponsor? I don't know. But all I know is I'm going to have cold beer and cheeseburgers at the ballpark. That's what I'm going to be doing. Hanging out with Maggie and Perloff because I got the special invite. We all got the special invite. All right, good. Al, are we going together? Uh, let me look at the time. Yeah, see, this is uh, 4 to 7. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we do 4 to 5, 4 Definitely. to 6, something like that. I'm in for this. Yeah. I'll just be like, who paid for this? Like, I'll just go there and just be a total... <laughs> like downer. Downer. You're a total downer. And you can get into your, like, your, your investigative you know, oh, state and get I'll in there be... and try to figure all this stuff out. For sure. And you can also bring up that argument that you and Maggie had and argue about Lawrence Taylor as we a can. guest again. Do that as performance art for the audience there. Al Dukes versus Maggie on Lawrence Taylor. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So who like who else do you think gets this invite? Because we're colleagues, so I would expect to get the invite. It was very nice. But do they send it out to all media members? I mean, I know Andrew Perloff worked with uh, Dan Patrick for many years. Will all that crew will be there? I wonder. I've got a lot of questions, too. Who else is going to be there? <laughs> I thought it was interesting, too, like... In doing investigative work, like look who you're emailing the at. It's like a, it seems like a business that you're emailing. Oh yeah, to RSVP. You're not you're not RSVPing to Maggie or Perloff. But it says Maggie and Perloff at at, and then it sounds like a PR situation. Let me Google that company. <laughs> we need to know. This is a great. Did you see the invite? Look at this invite. How professional. Oh, that's very is. nice. I gotta be honest. I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous of this party that they're having. Now I'm going to go and enjoy it. But I was like, man, that's cool. We should have done something like this. I should have thought of something like this. Yeah, this is pretty far away from where I'm staying. How can I not think of something like this? Maggie and Perloff did. I was a little jealous. A little bummed out. So we should have had Boomer and Geo cheeseburger yeah, look at the two of them leaning up on a pole. I know. That, that an Eagles fan will be climbing at some point. <laughs>
yeah. drop beers from on unsuspecting <laughs> pedestrians. Uh, David's calling from Rhode Island. What's going on, David? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good, David. What's up? Hey, uh, Mr. Sison, I'm sorry. And I I, I told the, uh, the greeter there, I, I don't want to bring the show down. I just, I had a question I thought about for many years. And then a similar thing happened this past Sunday when the, I think it was the DT on the Bengals got that pass, uh, rough in the passer. Yeah. And basically ruined their season. And there was a, another player screaming at him, telling him, you know, you, you ruined my career. <laughs> and I'm just curious, and I've thought about this for many years. Uh, Mr. Sison, you probably have a ruling if, if Phillips catches that ball. How, how do you deal with that? And if you don't want to talk about it, I get it. Oh, I appreciate that. I, well, listen, I'm not going to talk about him. Because, you know, uh, you know uh, unfortunately, Lewis uh, Phillips is no longer with us. Uh, he has passed away. And, uh, yes, he had an opportunity for an interception. And uh, it wasn't on the last series. I think it was on the second to last series. Okay. They ended up kicking a field goal on that last series. So uh, our defense played great that game. And it's just that one drive at the end of the game. Yeah, and if you know anything about Boomer, Boomer is not going to chastise a teammate in that situation at all. Oh, hell no. I mean, you might you might yell at a guy on the field in your offensive line to pick it up a little bit or something like that. In a situation uh, in the Super Bowl where you've had that team, you love that team, you won an AFC championship game, you're not, I'm sure there was nobody in that locker room like this current Bengals locker room that was trashing their teammate. That was really unfortunate. You know, that was uh, Jermaine Pratt, who was a linebacker who was basically yelling about his teammate, the other linebacker, Osai, that, you know, committed the uh, roughing the passer penalty out of bounds. But, you know, there's about, let's Let's say 130 offensive or defensive plays. Let's throw another 10 special teams plays in there. It's about 140 to 150 plays a game. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's a lot of different plays that can be made that uh, that where this wouldn't have had to have happened. Sure. And we keep bringing up those last two drives that the Bengals had. Ball was in Joe Burrow's hands. Offense couldn't get it done. So if the de- if the offense is mad at the defense, the defense could be mad at the offense. Hell, we put Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in a 2020 game for you twice to get the ball and win it, and you couldn't do it. And they couldn't do it. That's right. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, it was a, a great season by the Bengals. Once yeah. they finally got their footing after Joe Burrow had started, you know, the season after an appendectomy and everything. But once they got it going, they became one of the best teams and. They had every opportunity to win the game, and unfortunately, you know, we all knew it was going to be close because the previous three games were three-point differences. Yeah, and I, I really thought that they were going to win. I thought that they were the best team. I said it last Friday that I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. I thought this was their year, uh, but now you got two teams in the Super Bowl have run, won recently, and that's what I love. I, even though... You know, I, I'm jealous in a sense that my team still hasn't gotten it done. I like to see a fan base that hasn't experienced it, experience it. And 2017, even though I hate Philadelphia fans, like they got to experience it and they're diehard fans. Uh, even Kansas City, who had been a very, very long time since they won the Super Bowl, when they won that first one, you know, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, it's like, hey, that's a cool thing for that fan base. So I wanted to see that for the Bengals. I kind of feel like, you know, look, this uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes thing is Bill Belichick, Tom Brady all over again. Where they're going to dominate and dominate and dominate. And, you know, every other year they may lose a game here or there in the playoffs and not make it to the Super Bowl. But they are going to be in the mix every single year. He's just, the quarterback is way too good. The uh, the coach is way too experienced. And remember their last Super Bowl, they had that the whole uh, Britt Reed situation. The mm-hmm. son of Andy Reed who got into a car accident. Yeah, And that really kind of, I got the whole thing off to a bad 
bad start. Like that, that Super Bowl just didn't feel real. That was the one that Tampa Bay beat them pretty good. And, and Patrick Mahomes was like running around for three miles that game. Yep. So this could be the same situation, although I think that, you know, going into the game, Andy Reid against his former team, that's a great story. The Kelsey brothers, great story. Kel, uh, Jason's uh, wife is now pregnant, we find out, from Danielle, our, our correspondent out there in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and now uh, it becomes really, really interesting, and that's why I'm looking forward to that. I think this game's going to be a great game. you got the best quarterback in the league versus a team that had 80 sacks. Only two teams had more sacks in a full season than the Philadelphia Eagles have up to this point, and that is the 85 and 84 Chicago Bears. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.